What is he? I have put on 15 pounds. Really? Yes. I mean, this has been gradual. But I went from 185 to 200 pounds since I started working in radio. You put on the uh, freshman, sophomore 15. (laughs) What do you mean the freshman, (laughs) sophomore 15? Well, it took you two years to put on 15 pounds as opposed to one year it usually takes in college. Seriously? Yeah, they call call it the freshman 15. Nick, you've heard of that. Sure. Yeah. What is that freshman 15? They say that usually women, when they go away to college, freshman year, put on 15 pounds. They call it the freshman 15. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of that. took freshman, sophomore <laughs> years to put on 15 pounds. Two years in radio. <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't keep going like this. <laughs> I hope not. You're going to get quite chunky if it does. I've been trying to... I finally figured it out because it's been creeping up and my eating habits haven't changed. My workout, well, this is two things. A, my workout habits have been not as, like, spot on as they used to be. Right. I mean, I'm definitely, you know, just, I'd say, uh, it doesn't matter where I'm getting in. I mean, I'm still getting to the gym and stuff, but not like, it was like religiously three days a week, you know? Before, but I said, it's not that, but then I realized that I'm in a very sedentary lifestyle now doing radio. And you know what also this job does is that I know for me, I get up at 3 and I eat breakfast and then I eat again at around 7.30 or 8 o'clock. So you have that many more hours of the day where you're actually eating. So now you get up earlier and you have your big fruit shake and then you have a bagel when you get off the air and then you have lunch at some point. So you're eating. But I don't want to look at Ross Britain. you're eating longer. Well, you've got to <laughs> put on the brakes, Dan. No, I'm not I don't have lunch. Well, I don't have I tried that. <laughs> well don't let it happen to you because you look around you, my friend. Most morning the, DJs are fat. I saw him in the morning <laughs> in a meeting. Yeah. Ross Britton, he was resting his coffee on his gut. It was horrible. <laughs> I was sitting like a table. Well, don't let it happen to you. Put a picture of him on your refrigerator. <laughs> ah, it's not happening, I tell you. But damn. I mean, I used to be just, you know, because everything I did, well, I was doing a lot of voiceover work and stuff. So I'd always be in the city, like, you know, just running all over the city for auditions mm-hmm. and, and, and sessions and stuff. It just hit me. I've been trying to figure this out. I've been trying different diets. I'm going, what the hell's going on? You only really eat one meal a day, though. I know. I know. Maybe that's your problem. Maybe you're not intaking enough during the day to keep your metabolism running fast. (sighs) Systems, I don't know. Systems just fall into pieces. That's why I eat about six or so small meals throughout the day. (laughs) Keeps me going, and I, I, I haven't gained weight. When you started your radio, did radio? Did you have your freshman fifteen? Um, I didn't gain any weight in college until after I stopped swimming. So I, I kind of gained a little senior year, but I don't know. I, I weigh the same now as I have for the past. So if I'm putting on the freshman sophomore fifteen, yeah. what the hell is Sean putting on? <laughs> freshman two hundred. <laughs> now, now, don't take out your frustrations on Sean. He yeah. has actually lost weight. That's true. I'm what about Dark Side? Well. Dark Side's been on radio. Well, Dark Side, you were chubby <laughs> your your whole life, right? Well, yeah, since I was twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so you're actually thinner than you used to be. Um. Yeah. Actually, I've been I've been dropping a few pounds. 
I'm doing okay now. I put on weight when I got into radio, but I'm doing all right now. All right, whose who's musical choice is this? Nicholas. Oh, well chosen, Nicholas. Rocking out with this cock out. Yes. <laughs> no. This early. Put it away. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, I'm not letting this happen. I've been, I've been fighting it, but now I'm up in the ante on aerobics. Well, we'll get you on a regimen. <laughs> you don't have to put me on a regimen. I'm, I'm self starter. I'll figure it out. I've got to do aerobic every day now. There's always lipo. Every other day. Lipo, and lipo is a definite <laughs> option. <laughs> I'm not looking like Ross Britton. I'm telling you right now. All right. Wake up, everybody. It's D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Oh, it's Radio 104. Is well, it, well, any well. consolation? I don't think you look like you've gained that much weight. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. What are you giggling about? I just... I think it's kind of funny that she's giving you consolation over it. Well, I just well, want him to know that I know to him, and I know that if I put on 15 pounds, although I think on me it would show because I'm, you know, a smaller type person, but I would still be conscious of it even though yeah, but I didn't think people noticed. The shape that he's in, even if you put on another 5 or 10, nobody would really notice. He's yeah, still in better shape than 90% of the people but around Still, here. you know, yeah, that yeah. doesn't make it any better just because he's in better shape than most of you guys. I understand right. that, and, I do. There's also expectations. So now the summer's coming, you know, it's and you want to go to the pool or whatever, and people, <laughs> and when you take the shirt off, then you can say, oh, I see where you got those pounds. And part of the reality <laughs> is that D is recognizable when he goes to the beach, now thankfully in his trunks instead of his spandex, <laughs> and he takes off his shirt. You can thank yourselves for that. We do. <laughs> and he takes off his shirt. He doesn't want people to say, I guess he's let it all go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the question is, is where is he putting it? It's in his love handles. In my love handles. Uh-uh. Not that I can see it, but I know that you've mentioned that if you do get lipo, you're considering have some of the, having some of that sucked out. That's it. That's exactly the area. Well, that's where guys put it on initially, mm -hmm. you know, in there. So uh, it sucks. You know, I mean, I mean, put it this way. I'm not ready to do Strangeland 2. No. Unless it's called <laughs> Strangeland 2. Captain Howdy puts on a few. It Why is somebody <laughs> telling my ass so big? Unless when he was burned in the fire, he also was force-fed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, cut back that intravenous. He's blowing up. <laughs> but how heavy can you get on intravenous? Not very, I'll tell I you. Not think. very. So, so I, I got work to do, but it just really... I finally figured it out because I've been trying to figure it out. But then it dawned on me that it's just I was actually doing way more daily physical activity. Mm -hmm. and, and, and seriously, walking. I was in Manhattan all the time. And, you know, you, you walk all over Manhattan. I mean, that's the fastest way to get around. And, uh, and walking is good for you. Well, they say, too, you know, you don't think of these things. But climbing stairs instead of taking an elevator can help you lose five Which or I ten always pounds do. a year. Yeah. And when I, when I climb stairs, it's two at a time. It's the little things. Two steps at a time. Not like Nick does the does the old man shuffle one step at a time and he stops halfway up for a cig. He is such a shuffler. That is so right on. Oh, shuffle. Oh, like come on. You're Tim Conway on the old Carol Burnett show. What? Mrs. Higgins and Mr. Tudball. When's the last yes. time your feet actually were lifted off of the ground? 
What do you mean? I walk. Around you my... shuffle. You're a shuffler. <laughs> I walk around. Darkside's a real shuffler. He's more of a lumber. Like yeah, Darkseid <laughs> lumbers. He like, I don't know, when he walks, he doesn't walk in the middle of the hallway. He's always like up against the wall, kind of just like sliding across yeah. the wall. I don't want to say lurch, but... There's a lot of... I don't know, he looks a lot to, of me, me to carry around, though. He looked at me like a little kid, all blown up and stuff, but he looked at me like a little kid who just got yelled up by his mom is slinking away. Yeah. You're always slinking. You're kind of, okay. Yeah. Don't clean up your room now. Thanks. Dave. Thanks okay. for noticing. Thanks for noticing. Eeyore. Right. Like Eeyore, man. Head down, sort of just slumbering down the hall. Yeah. Look at the way your shoes wear out. They wear out oddly. Yeah, yeah they do. They, they don't out. wear it like a normal person's like heel and, and sole. They're like, the, the toes are all gone. It's odd. <laughs> Seriously. I know, I know. <laughs> well, maybe since you guys, you weren't able to lose weight as individuals, maybe you should pick some kind of collective number. Like, all together, you want to lose... 40 pounds. You know how the city of Philadelphia was trying to lose so many tons? So maybe to you and Sean and Dave collectively can reach some kind of yeah, goal but weight. that's not fair because then me and Dee will lose it all and the fat bastard in the other room won't do anything. Oh, so sure. He just, for, he just <laughs> chocolate oh, yeah, chip muffins. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he just keeps letting weight. out the spandex suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spandex is nice because it's flexible. <laughs> Darcy, what are you talking about? Besides, Sean has lost weight, you guys. Yeah, and you can't you know tell, no. but he has. Talking no. about the way Darkseid walks, his torso lurches forward and his butt sticks out like a mile. My butt doesn't yes, stick out. Yes, it does, out. Nick. Oh, yeah, it sticks a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Why are you guys looking at my ass? Well, you can't not to notice. Yeah. <laughs> so big. Well, for those guys, they're down low. <laughs> I'm average height. Well, I think if you put your mind to it, you have some stick to you'll be able to do it. I'll lose well, 10D. I realize that I'm not doing this group thing. I'm not doing this group thing. Every man for himself. Just like increasing the aerobic exercise got to hit the bike or whatever i'm going to do every day now so because that's what i'm doing less of aerobic activity you need to do some twists like take a broomstick put it on your back and twist <laughs> no seriously if he wants to lose gumby's telling me what to do over here <laughs> i know a lot about physical fitness <laughs> I do. What, you read books? Yeah. yeah, no, I have I have Arnold's encyclopedia on bodybuilding. Yeah. Really? You, I you had know it since twists I was like in do. middle school. You know what? In order to actually have twisting effect, you gotta do like a thousand. Yeah. Well, how much do you want it? It takes like and ten same minutes. Twist. I'd rather do a general aerobic uh, exercise and get lipo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. That's one way. <laughs> suck, suck, suck. Yeah. yeah, the love handle area is a tough area to get because it really you can't work that part of your body. That's well. This much. is what this is a problem when you put it on. This is the tough thing that you know you not you Nick. Amatio, the great. Get <laughs> yeah. another name, Amatio. <laughs> uh, but uh, is that you? It's you can't target areas where your weight loss happens, and that's like the last area to go on. Guys, women have the same problem with like their thighs and their ass. They lose weight, and their you know their face looks like a shriveled prune, and yet they'll still have it on their thighs. 
It goes. It, 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 you can't <laughs> pick and choose. Such a pretty picture you paint. <laughs> well, big ass well, that's, prune face. Well, did you know that lipo was invented for bodybuilders? Did I tell you that? Yeah, right. he did. I know you've yes. done your research. <laughs> yes, I did. So uh, that's what are you laughing about? I don't, dark side laughs at the weirdest times. <laughs> You say, oh, uh, the price of coffee beans has gone up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a step behind, <laughs> I think. He gets some weird, I like they say, they say, what are you laughing? Well, oh, he's picturing those coffee beans dancing on the commercial. Like, what are you talking? He's got some abstract concepts here. Yeah. So they would lipo away, you know, the bodybuilders, because they couldn't target the areas around the waist mm -hmm. and stuff. Their face would look, their faces would look like prunes. So they didn't want to look like that old gaunt and stuff. So they suck it out. Anyways, looking at the show today, pretty jam-packed. Mm -hmm. We got uh, brand new on the road with Mudbone. Those of you who did not hear it yesterday, it was quite good. Uh, well, as long as you're okay with sacrilege. Yeah. <laughs> if you're comfortable with that, <laughs> no problem. We don't really offend anybody except Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Catholics, specifically. No, I wouldn't say that. No? Don't you guys do the holy water thing? No. You don't? No. No, Protestants don't have that. Wow. We don't have the holy water. All right, then I guess it is just us. The Catholics. Well, wait, so what are we talking about? What? What, 120 million people or something like that? No big whoop. No harm done. <laughs> no harm done. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, it was not unintentional. Uh, you have to understand that Mudbone... Didn't know what that was, since he's not a Catholic. He's a Baptist, told me. Also, uh, we're going to uh, just take a second look at the For Him magazine, Top 100 Sexiest Women. Now, remember we did the list, and I kept saying, this list is weird. It seems very British. Well, it was For Him magazine, British 100. The 100 American, which we're not going to go through you know, one by one, but there's some interesting differences and similarities. And so there's, it's interesting to see where, you know, Americans differ from the Brits, but at the same time where we have a common ground where we can both appreciate the same woman. Uh, also, shame of the city. Well, Nick, you went out twice. You went after the story. You were, you were, you were dogged. You just, like, went after like a pro. You didn't want to give up on it. No. We had it had to be done. Now, was it the story or was it the appeal of hanging out in men's rooms? <laughs> Which was it that drew? Oh yeah, the uh, this fresh smells in the men's room really—that's what attracted me. To. <laughs> I felt like puke in the past two days. Oh my god! Well, you're a professional, and you saw by the reaction on our peeps poll, we've asked people what were some of their favorite moments over the past year. Shame of the city, or Nick on the streets, just. Screaming, people love it. They love when you hit the streets. That had to fire you up a little bit to see how much people enjoyed your work. Uh, yeah, I like that they like that. So, yeah, that's cool. Well, it'll be. Will they be? Will, will they be proud of you today? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing the coffee beans dancing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think so. No, it's just Sean and I. <laughs> yesterday was uh, was interesting. We uh, instead of. First day we went to the Hartford train station. Didn't have much luck there. Uh, yesterday, Sean took me to some rest area in 
Eastern Connecticut. Oh, so great. That, was, that was interesting there. Okay, well, <laughs> listen to Sean laugh. I just realized that Dark Side, Dark Side Dave's having like stoner flashbacks when he has those abstract laughs at things. Like he's just little pictures in his mind and stuff like that. It's cool. How come you never got the Mr. Natural tattoo? I'm just curious. It just seems right up your alley. Keep on truck, keep on trucking. You know, old school. <laughs> <laughs> Very popular with stoners when I was a kid. Um, all right, and let's see. Shame of the city. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk to an author named Nora Hayden, who wrote two books: How to Satisfy Your Man and Have Him Begging for More, and How to Satisfy Your Woman and Have Her Begging for More. I have perused both books. They're very interesting similarities. Basically, she just took out the word man and put woman in. No, no, she didn't, actually. But there are similarities, and I've, I've taken time. I think, Beth, when you said they were a bit graphic, you may have happened upon her section where she took a lot of quotes out of uh, dirty books. It's possible. She, it was graphic. I, yeah, what? maybe that was the part that I read. Yeah, well, she was trying to show in the book, and, and, and we're going to talk to her later in the show. She was trying to show men's how men perceive like good sex with women. She calls it the Big Bang Theory, and she took all oh, like like a lot of excerpts out of a lot of penthouses and porn porn ma not magazines but pornographic books and it was always you know like the big bang uh, I thrust myself inside her you know it's like a hardcore like and then it turns out well she wanted to make a point that that's not actually the best way putting her head through the headboard not popular with the women according to Nora okay apparently so so we'll we'll discuss that later on and of course there will be news there'll be reaction loads of fun but coming up next the recap from yesterday's program entitled puke for you this is going to do with Karen Carpenter does it <laughs> oh man that was that was vile that was vile and why not make it the recap <laughs> so stick around trust me if you're not you're going to laugh whether you like it or not uh <laughs> oh, by the way, see Dan's new names for you and Sean after your experience in the bathroom? What's up? Felatio and Amatio. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff, Dan. The new dynamic duo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, recaps next. Stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Hey, Snyder. D. Snyder. Why don't you do the world a favor? Pull your lip over your head and swallow. D. Snyder Radio. Radio. D. Snyder Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio 104. So, are you working? Hmm? Are you working on your song parodies? You better be. Because that's a damn good prize. Runners up get DVD players. Grand prize awarded on D-Day, June 29th, the big show at Six Flabs. Flabs? Six. <laughs> oops. It's on my mind, Beth. It's on my I mind. <laughs> Six Flags, New England. The Sea-Doo GTS personal watercraft valued at more than $8,000. This thing is so choice. 
and provided through the courtesy of Connecticut Power and Sport, New London, Land and Sea Marine and Waterbury, Midtown, Kawasaki and Rocky Hill, New England Cycle Center in Hartford, New Haven Power Sports in New Haven, RER Motor Cities in uh, Monroe, Westbrook Power Sports in Westbrook, Yamaha, Kawasaki of Putnam, Thayer's Marine in Norwich. That's right. Word up. And they got some special going on with every Sea-Doo purchased through today. This is the last day of the deal. You get a debit card with 500 bucks on it, plus an extended warranty on the Sea-Doo, which is pretty good. But anyway, get your song parodies in. They're starting to arrive. We're going to start playing some soon. It's going to be a huge celebration, D-Day 2, Beth Lockwood. Yeah, huge, I'm excited for it. Huge celebration. I haven't been up to Six Flags since, I don't think since it's been Six Flags, so I'm really excited to be there and also to ride the Superman roller coaster because I haven't found that yet. Suzette, my wife, who is a roller coaster fan and aficionado, um, she still insists, no matter how violently she's thrown about and how <laughs> sickened, sickened and, and nauseated and how bad her head hurts afterwards, she refuses to cave. Like I'm like Moi. that. I'm like that, too. Oh, I'm just like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's abuse, and I have nothing to prove. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting old! <laughs> okay, <laughs> get on. Go on, honey, we'll strap you in, whatever. But she says that the Superman roller coaster is... I I I, I want to say did she say the best she's ever written, or one of the best? But she said pound for pound, it is one of the best roller coasters. I cannot wait. And, and she's been on a lot of roller coasters. Okay, so, uh, and I'm tempted to uh, actually strap myself in and just say, you know what? I'm not getting on. You got to, D. You got to. <laughs> Get psyched! Hey, you some reactions annoyed. to our discussion on body hair. And body shaving. Pleased to see a positive reaction for the most part from the males and females. Uh, Fresh Frankie writes to say, I agree with you, D. Lots of body hair can be gross. I've been trimming here and there since I had my vasectomy 11 years ago. You do look better and feel so much cleaner. However, it can be addictive and get out of hand. I remember climbing out of the shower one day, and my wife told me I looked like a Mexican hairless. <laughs> Not a good look for a guy. It's Frankie, fresh Frankie. Prophet says, I have to agree that excessive body hair is just gross. You know, one of those things that just gets me is when women have the upper lip hair. Yeah. Now that is just effing nasty. Yeah, Sign well, Prophet. it's... One thing, if there isn't anything you can do about it, but there are so many products on the market now. Uh, and Princess Leia, one of our younger listeners, yet mature, says, Dee, I don't mind facial hair on men per se, but excessive shagginess in other areas is a bad idea. I totally respect the fact that you do a little bit of trimming and shaving yourself. We girls take the time to wax and shave to be all nice and pretty for you guys. It's only fair you do the same for us. That's what I said. For instance, Robin Williams. Have you seen that guy? Oh, my God. He is like some kind of animal. I mean, he's got a hair everywhere. Hairy bastard. That's too much. Alec, Alec Baldwin has the hair shirt going on, apparently. <laughs> and, and has suffered through a lot of body waxing over the years. You know you have too much hair when you're at the beach and somebody says, why don't you take off your shirt? And it is off. <laughs> nice sweater. <laughs> That's a sign. And the last letter comes from Diesel Doug, subject, shave down. D, you're right on the mark with this one, and Nick, too. Many of my friends do the shave down. Now, I opt for the takedown on the chest and pubic area. 
I stay away from the armpits and undercarriage. Mm-hmm. Along with feeling a lot cleaner when you trimmed it up, if you're working out, it shows off the muscle development more. I didn't oh. even mention that. It does. Trimming down immediately. When you trim down, people go, it never fails. Right. I'd be at the gym, and it'd be like a trim down. You know, like some, somebody working out, you go, hey, man, you're looking bigger. What's up? You're getting bigger. Over is like Sylvester Stallone in the gym. <sighs> you know, and it's, all you did was actually take away some of the body hair so you could actually see the muscularity beneath it. Oh, there's a reason all of those bodybuilders are waxed. Right. So dark side. I know you just started pumping the iron, but yeah. soon you may find a reason to uh, lose some of that redness. Shave the chest? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Not, not shave it off. Lower it so you can see the muscularity <laughs> in there, the vascularity. Okay, so anyway, uh, <laughs> it said uh, one other thing. P.S. Diesel Doug said, Beth seemed a little squeamish on this subject. No, I didn't. If- I just, the only time I got squeamish is when Nick... Got really graphic about what personal areas he shaves. Otherwise, I'm all for it. Well, that's it. what we were talking about. Where Don't, I wasn't the only one who got squeamish mm. when Nick was talking about taking his razor to certain areas. I Everybody said, else in the room was squeamish. I didn't. I didn't say like my taint. I said yeah, you the did. You literally said. You literally did. Yeah. You I said, my tank. and I don't know exactly because I've blocked out a lot of it, but you were talking about how it's a jungle down there. So, Diesel, Doug, I will freely admit, yes, I got squeamish. <laughs> you you, you, well, caught, you got Nick, caught me. Nick is an, uh, he's one, of, I've seen his type. For some reason, they have very little body hair, but in the pubic regions, it's like, it's it's like massive growth under there, dark hair. Yeah, so I did get squeamish. I apologize, but I couldn't help it. It's freaking me out. I keep it clean down there. It's all clean. Good good for you. Okay. All right, now look, we're going to do the recap for this show. Brand new On on the Road with Mudbone, the summer edition coming your way and uh, judging by the reaction this is viewed as quite a good one traffic update and more but now enjoy the recap check it out all right i just want to read this little introduction because it kind of gives a um, an understanding to the listener as to vh1's criterion for this list uh it says this is from taken from the website obviously v what is it vh1.com is that where you go to for this yeah vh1.com W, excuse me, www.vh1.com. Uh, it says here, if it's not shocking, it's not rock and roll. That's been true from the first thrust of Elvis's crotch to the falsified chirping of Millie Vanilli. However, sometimes rock can go too far, jolting the most jaded fan with its appetite for excess and real-life drama. Remember how you felt when you heard about Kurt Cobain's last act with a shotgun? In an era when Janet Jackson's discovery of the F-word barely raises an eyebrow, VH1 combs through the past to give you the 100 most shocking moments in rock and roll. Parental guidance advised. Parental guidance advised. they got to be kidding me. Well, it's shocking, D. Shocking, shocking. So, Beth, uh, please regale us. What's going on? What do they got here? Well, some of them we'll comment on, but some of them will just sort of fly by. Number 100, just making list, was Wendy O. Williams of the Plasmatics being arrested for simulating 
a sex act on stage, which of course yeah. is really fodder for a lot of rock and roll stars up there. Well, you got to also look at the years. Some, some just, of these yeah, things are more significant. 81, so you're talking mm-hmm. about 20 years ago. May she rest in peace. Mm-hmm. She committed suicide. Yeah, we're here in Connecticut. Yeah, and actually there's a lot of people who think she didn't, that she was killed, that she was involved in some weird things, that she was very happy. Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Number 99 is Elvis Presley meeting President Richard Nixon. This happened in 1970 and produced that rather stilted photograph of them shaking hands. <laughs> What's so shocking about that? I, I don't, don't get know. It. I guess just that they met and shook hands. Number 98, which I think should have been much higher because I truly totally think agree. this is something that really was actually shocking and it's when Horrifying. David Crosby was revealed as the father of Melissa Etheridge's <laughs> kids. Do you remember that day? We reported it on this very show and we were I all remember where I was. Shocked. <laughs> Stunned. <laughs> I know. Because no, I think that should be way higher. Oh, because you're thinking it's Brad Pitt and it's David Crosby. <laughs> I mean, okay, that, well that's number 98 so it only gets better from here. 97 and this was kind of shocking. We talked about this on the show also when Screamin' Jay Hawkins, may he rest in peace, was discovered to have fathered somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 children <laughs> by a variety, of course, of different women, not from just the one womb. So. And number 96 was uh, how many people didn't know who the hell Screamin' Jay Hawkins was. That was the next most shot. No, that's not true. Number 96, actually, D, this should be of interest to you. This happened in 1996. Icelandic singer Bjork attacked a reporter. You should watch your back, Dave. What a bitch. And number 95, she smelled. <laughs> was, that was the most shocking Dave, Bjork thing. was discovered not to have smelled. That came in at number 95. <laughs> Actually, number 95, I don't remember this. It was in 1973. I was just a little toddler, but Graham Parsons' body was stolen and cremated by his friends. Well, I don't remember it either. But that is pretty surprising. <laughs> I'm shocked, and I don't even really have any association with that. So, number 94, this happened in 1998. I suppose it's upsetting, not shocking. A fan was struck by lightning at the Tibetan Freedom Concert. These things happen. Yeah, I mean, the really, the really disappointing thing was only one. <laughs> number <laughs> 93, this is also was really sad. Back in 1983, Karen Carpenter died com- due to complications from anorexia after a really long battle. <laughs> that was that was pretty shocking. Actually. Yeah, I would say. You know, pretty yeah. sad. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. That's really heartless of you. What was the last thing Karen Carpenter said before she died? <laughs> I guess the statute of limitations is up on making fun of Karen Carpenter's death. <laughs> 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 92. You can um, send your email to Darkside Dave, D or Nick. And oh, I see Sean's phone. Pretty heartily as well. Big belly laughs, Sean. You might stand a few sticking your finger down your throat episodes in there, my friend. That's good stuff. Number 92. <laughs> I don't know if this is really shocking, but. Um, <laughs> She was really ill for a really long time, had a voice like an angel, and died. And you're playing puke sounds. The bitch ugly. I hope you can sleep at night, Dark Side Day. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Number 92? Where's the beef? Stop it. Number 92? 
homeless man claims to be Chris Kiss drummer Peter Chris. This happened back in 1991. I wasn't even surprised. The shocking thing was nobody noticed that it wasn't Peter Chris. It was what shocking was that people nobody everybody thought it was true. (laughs) That was that it wasn't true was shocking. We're back. Yes, we, <laughs> as should come as no surprise that we did get some letters. You're kidding. Uh, yes, uh, here's one I shall read. Sort of a, it's a, I don't know, the other side of the, of the story right here. Dear D, this morning while listening to your show, running down a list of top 100 most shocking moments in rock and roll, I was quite disappointed to hear your crude reactions to the death of Karen Carpenter. With you and the rest of the morning show, minus Beth making vomit noises. Actually, Darkstar was making a... We were laughing. I thought it would be worth noting that Karen Carpenter died of anorexia nervosa, not bulimia. Perhaps you are confusing the two. Anorexia nervosa is self-starvation, whereas bulimia is binging and purging. I think Darkstar knew noises. he just didn't have appropriate <laughs> noises for anorexia. Yeah, we don't have really good noises for someone starving themselves to death. Your vomit noises were not only uncalled for, but incorrect. I think that on a show that is a young audience, it's not a very worthy cause to make fun of a woman or a condition that is not only a mental disorder, but also a societal disorder. She goes on to say, um, basically, that, you know, how many women deal with this day to day. Okay, so it's okay to laugh at Sean's weight problem. Nick's stupidity, dark side's heritage, my face. But it's not okay to laugh at someone's eating disorder. It I killed stand, her, D. I stand corrected. Uh, a warrior signed a warrior against glossy paper people. Oh, God. Is that another REM song? Uh, let's get a traffic update. And then <laughs> and then we'll listen to uh, On the Road with Mudbone. The new On the Road with Mudbone. Psycho Dan, good morning. What's going on? Morning, D. This traffic report is brought to you by AT&T. Get 100 days free on select AT&T digital value packages and watch up to 200 channels. Call 1-888-824-8359. Traveling on 84 East, just a little bit busy into the downtown tunnel due to the sun glare. 84 West, some light traffic coming over the Bulkley Bridge, but not too bad. 91 South, a little bit of heavy traffic by exits 32 A and B, but not bad other than that. 91 North looks good right now. No delay there traveling on route two a little bit slow from exit three getting up to the flyover at 648 i'm psycho down with this modern rec report on radio 104 okay people you've been hearing about it maybe somebody told you about it yesterday uh it was worth playing again for other times during the show because people listen at different times so check it out it's summertime mudbone leaves the home behind packs up the camper and heads out on the road Welcome to On the Road with Mudbone. Hop in, ease the seat back, and enjoy the ride. With the beginning of summer already underway, it is time once again to hit the road. However, with multiple warrants for arrest pending and the success rate of the TV show America's Most Wanted, this year we will be traveling abroad. First stop, Mexico. You will discover that while traveling in Mexico, It is extremely difficult to stay clean and keep a respectable level of hygiene. This is due to the shortage of clean water. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. 
Mexico happened to be a very religious country and there are several churches in each village that are more than willing to help out a traveling fugitive, I mean tourist. Approach anyone wearing a poncho and sombrero and say, Por favor, maricón, don't let este lag inglesias. This means, excuse me, sir, where is the local church? Upon your arrival at the church, walk in through the front doors and notice the conveniently located bird bath off to the side. Feel free to refresh yourself and wash your face with this water. It is very important that you do not drink the water as it can cause severe diarrhea and nothing ruins a vacation like Montezuma's revenge. If no one happens to be around, seize the opportunity. Quickly strip down and wash all your extremities. Time permitting, give your drawers a swift cleaning as well, but only after you have already brushed your teeth. If you are lucky enough to stumble upon the unattended chalice of wine, you are more than welcome to it as Mexicans tend to be the most generous of all the brown people. But stay away from them wafers as they can cause explosive diarrhea. And remember, always keep pocket change when traveling to make an emergency phone call. Hope you enjoyed the ride. Join us again next week when we'll be on the road with Mudbone. Ah, it's great. I mean, you know, plus the uh, sacrilege and stuff wasn't. But good to hear. See him out on the road. Giving people, you know, insight, Beth, into uh, travel. If that's what you World want to travel. call it, sure. World travel. Okay, uh, I didn't know that about the brown people in Mexico. I didn't know that about the communion wafers. <laughs> no, I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure well, you've never consumed so yeah. many as to sicken yourself. <laughs> Only ever having one at a time. I didn't know that. Too much of a good thing can always be bad. Yeah. Okay, taking a break, coming back. Up next, we've got the list of the 100 sexiest women i know you're saying didn't you do this already last week yes we did but at the time if you recall i was grunting the whole time going what the hell's with this list this seems weird well sure enough it was an english list and having gotten my hands on the american 100 because it's a separate for him magazine american version and european version i picked up the american because there's actually an interview with me in it What's interesting is it's an interview with me with a picture of me with my makeup on. Much the way Nick pictures me each day I come to work. Oh, I keep waiting for you to walk in with his shoulder pads. You should do it um, one day to freak him out. Yeah. <laughs> the big boots and the spandex. Yeah. You do the show like that. That'd be so cool. Triangle rouge what you, marks. Yeah. What do you think Nick would do? I walked in with the full regalia on. Pass the whole, out. Whole nine yards. Dark <laughs> <laughs> side, what do you think he'd do? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> the greeting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, let's go there. <laughs> That's why I don't do it. I'm afraid. Um, I'd have to beat him off. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway, there are some interesting differences worthy of mentioning. Okay, so do stick around for the 100 Sexiest Women next on D-Signer Radio. It's Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Each word has more weight to it. D-Snyder Radio. That's like S&M stuff. This is going to be great. On Radio 104. Now back to D-Snyder Radio. Radio 104. 
see tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio. We're going to be talking to Nikki Six from Motley Crue, promoting his new book, The Dirt. See what we'll actually do so the guy's half awake. <laughs> is uh, We'll talk to him later today and record it and play it for you tomorrow. It's like virtually impossible. Unless they're up from the night before or maybe they're in Europe where the clock is ahead, mm -hmm. it's virtually impossible to get rock stars to call in during the show. Well, and they live on the West Coast, too, so that's three extra hours they'd have to get up earlier. Yeah, like I said, unless he's up, you know, been up for days, okay? We've, uh, let's see. You know, D-Day is coming. Very exciting, people. And uh, the only way you can go, well, there's two ways. One, if you want to be there for the big event, starting at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a 1,000 guests at the Batman Spectacular stage area over there at Six Flags in Agawam. You have to have an invitation. You have to be invited, and you have to win those. The other way is at 9 a.m., the park's going to open a little early. Special downloadable $10.04 coupon for Six Flags for that day. It's a Friday after school closes. This is a great value. You could get there at 9 and catch, and everybody's going to be welcome to the event. Seven Mary Threes will be playing and what have you. But there's going to be a lot of opportunities to win tickets. Next week, we're going to start some audio D, please. So don't write in begging for tickets. We'll explain that tomorrow. But right now, if you call number 10 at 860-666-4444, you, you and a guest will have the opportunity to attend D-Day 2, June 29th, and get all the little extra what did I say? Tchotchkes mm -hmm. and things like that. We got some special merchandise. D-Day uh, 2 hats being produced. And, of course, there's autographed pictures. Uh, we're going to have a special commemorative CD that's being assembled as we speak. Very exciting. Call now. Join the party. By invitation only. God, this is good. Got some reaction before we get into this list. From yesterday's show, some of the things we were discussing. Uh, pretty big reaction to Daylight savings time. Hmm. This is one of those things I think many people ponder, but don't know why. Well, here's one that says, uh, this guy Roger writes, as one of the mass peeps, he's got a name for him, the mass peeps, I am totally in favor of year-round daylight savings time. This all started with the story Beth had. What was it again, Beth? In Massachusetts, one lawmaker is proposing a bill to have daylight savings all year. Right. Uh, and apparently, Benjamin Franklin... Now, we had a listener call in and say it had to do with kids going to school, right? Well... That was the deal? Yeah, half was for farmers, and then switching back was for kids in school. <laughs> Beth's trying to eat. I'm asking her I'm questions. Sorry, I shouldn't be. I was starving. That's okay. I'm just, I know that woman who hates me is going to write in and say that I'm a pig for eating on the air, but... I beat you to it, okay? I'm sorry I was hungry. <laughs> Is that her name? Who hates me? Yeah. <laughs> Sign her letters. She hate me. <laughs> she hate me. <laughs> anyway, um, Roger says, Benjamin Franklin first mentioned daylight savings time in 1784. He was a wise man. Yeah, when he noticed that Parisians rising from their beds after several hours of daylight, <laughs> they're late sleepers, were lost but wasting oil and candles at night as they liked to stay up after dark. It was a waste of energy. He said, personally, I would not mind leaving work in... I would not... I would mind not leaving work in pitch black darkness and saving a bit on energy costs, too. Yeah, I hate that in the winter. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that I really experience it, but when you leave, you know, to go someplace, you leave and it's dark out, there's a drag. 
Uh, Brian from Chicopee says, D, but Tom was completely wrong yesterday. Daily savings time was instituted back in the early 1900s. The change in time was due to the fact that America was an agrarian-based society, which means farming-based economy. In an effort to increase the productivity of farmers, the entire, the entire of the United States, excluding Arizona, what are they, would, would roll, would roll the clocks back one hour in an effort to allow farmers to continue working the early morning hours. Okay, that's daylight savings time. That's what he says. Mm -hmm. Then Pierce Jeep says the same thing. Uh, he says this has to do with the farming community. And he says that he tried to call in to say Tom was wrong, but Psycho Dan would not put him through because he was busy plotting all of our demises. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Psycho Dan's up to in the other room. Now, John and Avon says he grew up in the UK where they also have daylight savings time. And he always heard that it was for school, the school children's safety thing as well. And while he could follow that logic, he says, why is it that it's introduced at the end of October, about seven and a half weeks before the shortest day of the year. And it doesn't change back until April, about 15 weeks after the shortest day of the year. It says, surely if it's all about kids' safety, wouldn't you think it would be evenly distribute, distributed on either side of the solstice? You follow what he's saying? December 21st, the winter solstice, is, mm -hmm. the, is the shortest day of the year. Wouldn't it start, you know, 12 weeks before and finish 12 weeks after, so it would be an equal amount of daylight saved but then also i don't know because naturally the days are longer in the summertime so i don't know they compensate for it. i really have no answer they progress he says uh, john and avon says i know somebody out there in d snyder radio land must have been paying attention at school does anybody have the correct answer i would love to hear the correct answer so if anybody's really got it i'll bet it's some sort of you know, middle ground there. And, and how did friggin' Ben Franklin get in the middle of all this? He had his hand in a lot of things. He certainly did. All right, well, time to get to the 100 sexiest women. A little music, maestro. Make it dirty. What? That's the 100 sexiest women? I didn't see one who fits that except maybe Melissa Joan Hart. How about something a little more like, you know... Thank you. Jeez. What's up with you? You must be a real party in the bedroom. <laughs> hey, Michelle. Let's have relations. Wow. Just, you know, move things around because there's no need to expose your body flesh. That would be bad. Feeling a little light in the loafers? All right. Um... Thank you. Now, first of all, there was a question when we did the original list. Was, how do they come up with a list? And it turns out that For Him Magazine has the reader's vote. So this is the reader's choices, which is a good thing. Because I'm not really a big fan of the lists, except with the exception that Twisted Sister came in second on the top 40 hair bands, uh, where the people who work there sit around and brainstorm, mm -hmm. you know? So that was question one. But question two was, as we listened to the list, as I said, it was very... I was like, my God, who are these people? Kylie Minogue? She's some Australian soap opera star. How the hell did she get on a list? Well, turns out that it was an English list. And the American list and the English list have interesting differences and similarities. For example, Angie Harmon, who's number 100. And I know Nick's a fan of Angie. Yeah. Nick, you kind of look like Angie. <laughs> it's 
been said before. No, they have the same pointy nose. I think she's pretty hot. Yeah. Black hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, she's marrying Jason Seahorn. Yeah. Wouldn't be a bad move for you. <laughs> yeah, I wanted they to do worse. <laughs> How about the menage? <laughs> um, all right, anyway, she's into it. Uh, she was, she comes in at number 100, but she's not even, doesn't exist on the English list. Number 97, China. Okay. Wow. Yes, here in America, China actually makes the list of sexiest women. I'd like her to toss me around That's in bed. That's a huge bitch. No, she's... Well, She's not fat. She's muscular. No, she's not at all fat. She's not. She's not. She's she's not fat at all. No, she's hard. And according to Nora Hayden, whose book on how to satisfy your man and women or woman, two different books. We're going to talk to her later. She says that men do like it when the woman takes control in the bed. She also says the reverse, which I'm going to ask her, how the hell do you work that out if both of the people involved have read the same book? Hmm. Uh, anyway, but China came in at 97, and I know you're going to be shocked, but she's nowhere to be found <laughs> on the English list. Here's another surprise on the American list, not on the English list. Number 96, the first daughters, the Bush twins. Ooh. We'll talk about them later in the news. They're <laughs> trouble again. Yes, yes. Uh, the Bush twins, uh, I don't know how, you know, they got voted on there. I guess guys have these little fantasies about 19-year-old presidential daughters. Nick, you do, okay. right? Oh, I like them a lot. He's got Bush! They're hot. Yeah, I definitely date them. Now, do you remember Courtney Cox was on the English list? I, I don't think remember so. She, was, she wasn't on there. No wonder I didn't find her. Okay, because... She is number 95, okay, on, on the American list. Mandy Moore. Do you know who Mandy Moore is, Beth? She's a singer. 17-year-old little nymphette. She's a pop singer. Uh, she's on the list at number 94. Gentlemen. Cool. You know, want to get us, just get a grip, all right? <laughs> yes. uh, 92, someone who wasn't on the list in the English one, Elle McPherson. Wow. When you didn't, I mean, Elle's quite attractive. Mm -hmm. When you didn't see her on the list, I was going, something's you know, wrong here. All right, Lucy Lawless at 89. Mm -hmm. Lucy Lawless, Xena. Now, check, is that is it FHM? Is that for her magazine? <laughs> no, it's for him. But she's very attractive. A, a very, Gwyneth Paltrow at 87. I don't remember her showing up no. at all. And is, that, is it just me or... Is she decidedly not sexy? I find her to be one of the most unsexy people in the world. I can see her not being your type. But certainly well, some guys find her attractive. Nick, I don't know. Well, I'm, so I'm looking at... The, the, I, I've got two I other guys in the room. I don't think she's sexy. She's attractive. She's good looking. But she's not sexy. She doesn't have sex pot written like across her breasts or anything. Her see, this is head, though. <laughs> No, this is the case where well, she runs screaming. But the word is in a trap. See the list. The list wasn't. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but see, the the thing is, the list was sexiest and not right. attractive or best looking. She's it's absolutely different. attractive, but her personality has kind of killed the sexy thing. Shannon Darty, yeah. eighty six. Yeah, she's sexy. I, I don't. I don't believe she's she's dirty. She's bad. Yeah. She's got that bitchiness you like. That's now. awesome. Yeah. She's Sean's naughty. nodding his head like a wild man. Well, 
do it in the butt. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sean yeah. looks like one of those those little dogs in the back of some people's cars, you know, yeah. the head like yeah. the on a baseball player. Yeah. No, she's yeah, yeah. really hot though. <laughs> she's really right, nowhere to be found on the English list, as is number eighty five, Christina Applegate. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Kelly Bundy. Sexy? Kelly Bundy. Yeah, yeah sexy. Oh yeah. I know someone, a rock star, who got it on with Kelly Bundy. Mm. Yeah, I can't mention his name, though, because he'd be in a lot of trouble to get <laughs> back to his wife. So it'll shall remain nameless, but nowhere to be found. Okay, moving up there, and I guess, by the way, gentlemen, I'll share this book with you. Cindy Crawford, number 80. No. Nowhere on the English list. Wait, what? No? Nope. Oh, I we told you. Yeah, before. I don't want to talk about it. I don't find her sexy. You know what? I've She's Her days passed. She should just have kids... Be barefoot and pregnant and live off that guy. I'm amazed by this too, but Glenn said that he doesn't like Cindy that much either. Hmm. Dark side? No, I used to have a thing for her, but then I saw the whole naked thing in uh, Playboy. I kind of lost the flavor for her. Her breasts aren't big enough for the rest of her body. They're not (laughs) proportioned. They're too small. Took away the mystery. She had huge, big boobs. I think she'd be sexier. Now, Darkside, would you kick Huge her out of bit. bed? Would you, what? would you kick her out of bed? No. No? <laughs> so your standards for who you'd actually kick out of bed are different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. She's got a great face, though. I think yeah. she's a great face. All right, now... We start to get to, now. No, mind you, notice that nobody that I mentioned so far is even on the English list down in the first 25 on the top 100. But now we start seeing where we cross over. At number 75, Natalie Portman, who showed Queen Amadella, mm-hmm. Madala, who actually showed up as number 84 in the English list. Now here's one that was way high on the English list, but lower on lower on our list. Beyonce Knowles from Destiny's Child mm-hmm. is number 74. She was number 15. In England, mm. she's I pretty mean, hot. She's definitely hot. Maybe it's have they been bigger over there? I don't know. Um, Kate Hudson, number seventy-two on the American list, was number one hundred on the English list. And that's not really surprising that she's bigger over here. Uh, Penelope Cruz, who was number fifty-one on the English list, is number seventy here, but still on the list. All right, here's a name. Actually, I was talking about it, saying everybody. Here's some three names that weren't nowhere to be found. Um, actually, four on the English list. At number 69, a great number, Tia Carrera. Oh, Still hanging in there. Yeah, yeah she's not, nowhere on the English list. Number 66, Meg Ryan. Mm. No. I don't think so. No? no. Really? Nose all around? I think... That she, I know you're saying she's... Well, first of all, we're not talking about attractiveness, right? You, we all agree she's attractive? Yeah, she's yeah. attractive. Okay, yeah. but you think she's too cute? Yeah, yeah, I don't find her sexy anymore. I mean... Even after she left her husband and was sleeping around with Russell Crowe? I kind of... I mean, she's at that point... Whore. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hagged out, too. She looks a little hagged out to me. Wow. Would you kick her I out of bed, Darcy, Dave? I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I think she manages to be cute, yet she still has a sexiness to her. But maybe it was that movie when Harry met Sally, when yeah. she did the orgasm in the restaurant. Yeah, that was pretty sexy. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sexy. <laughs> what a scene. Number 65, also not on the English list, Tara Reid. She's Carson Daly's fiance. She was in Josie and the Pussycats. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely an American choice, as is... Janet Jackson, hmm. who's number 64. She looks great. Fooders, fooders. Yeah. 
<laughs> but she's not on the English list, as far as I can, uh, as I saw. Sean, you're creeping me out. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, away from you. Just Shannon's accent. She's. Oh my God, she's incredible. Hey, why don't you go in the office? They have a radio. Shut the door. <laughs> a hole in the wall is attractive too. All right. Here's a really attractive woman, sexy woman, not on the list over there. Number one, by the way, on the Spanish list. Number 62, Daisy Fuentes. Oh, yeah, she's really attractive. I like her, too. Her personality yeah. gives her points. Cool. Yeah. No, I think it's the Hispanic thing that makes her sexy. Yeah, well, nice. when you move to Southie. Yeah. Hispanic <laughs> women are sex pots. I think most of them, even the really ugly ones, even with the little hair on the side of their face, they're still sexy. You like those sideburns? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Mustache burns. Yeah, I know. I don't know why those women have Are you just saying this because of the new, your new digs, or is this something you've always felt? No, I've always. bearing mammal for <laughs> No, I've always felt that Hispanic women are always sexier. The way they talk, they're very. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're very good with their hands, I find. Whenever they talk to you, they always put their hand on your shoulder or something like that. And oh, I know I'm getting Nick for a housewarming gift there. What's that? A sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to dabble in some Hispanic women this summer. I think I'm going to do that for a while. Yeah. Good okay, here we go. Number 61. You did not show up much to Sean's uh, being upset. Nicole Kidman. Is number yeah. 61. I don't believe she was anywhere to be found on the original list, right? No. You think that's too low, Sean? She should be a lot higher. Yeah. yeah well, if it side, makes you like, feel any, be any better, she, last year she was number 68. This year she's moved up to 61, see? so she's actually moving up in the list. Mm. You'd kick her out of bed, Dark Side? No. All right, she's then. definitely sexy, but if I were Tom Cruise, I could see why he divorced her, because I would just <laughs> get sick of her. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, she has some way about her that just seems annoying, you know? No, on camera she can be yeah. sexy, but when she's off camera, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should note here, just so we don't have to keep asking him, I don't think we're going to find anybody on this list that Dark Side is going to kick out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Of us, for that matter. Right, I right. mean, any of yeah. us. Of course, we would sleep with Dark all Side of doesn't kick his dog out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> come on, boy. <laughs> come on. Hey, come on. Do it in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, at number 60, and nowhere to be found on the list, up from last year's 86, she's getting older and she's getting better, Heather Locklear. Yeah, I don't know any guy who doesn't like Heather Locklear. I'm never if there is one, I've never met him. Yeah, well, you know, I mean Heather's my type. This yeah, I short, noticed. blonde. Yes. Type. Heather Locklear? Yeah. I didn't hear oh yeah. I she I saw Sex in the City the other day. She's got it going on. She's on that show? No, I'm in um Spin City. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But um, she's, uh, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's, and she's so likable, despite the fact that she's just incredibly gorgeous and never needs to diet. But, you know, you, for, you forgive her for that because she seems nice. Mm. Bravo, Sister Locklear, who's turning 40 this year. Okay, 40? 40. 40. Uh, I noticed that her ass is not sagged one bit. It's just really nice. <laughs> I can move on. You think she should be higher? <laughs> yes, definitely. She's actually, when we did that celebrity basketball game and Richie was there with Heather, they were on the other team, uh, she's really thin. Mm. And I mean, she says like, she eats anything she wants. Yeah, she's really thin. She's another reason to hate. She's another reason to hate Bon Jovi even more. That band. Yeah, number 59. 
uh, last year's 87, Reese Witherspoon. You know who she is? Yeah, she's attractive. Yeah, nowhere to be found, by the way, on the uh, on the English charts. At number 58, here's a very American, you know, choice. Cindy Margolis. Mm. Isn't she the she's most... the computer person? Yeah, yeah most downloaded woman well, she on was. the internet. <laughs> What is that, Sean? Sean no, is. she was because that, that new girl, Danny, oh, is the most Danny, what's her name? Now. Right. Yeah. Uh, number 57, not on the charts. Interestingly enough, over in England, not on the charts. Last year's 94, up to 57, Rose McGowan. Mm. Really? Oh, yes. Sexy. I don't know. The mm. fact that she goes out with Marilyn Manson <laughs> freaks me Well, out. they say that since she dropped him, she's shot up on the charts. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then she wore that almost, well, maybe that helped her out, that dress that was really only technically a dress. Yeah. It was just shards of fabric. Yes, yes. All right, here's one. Uh, it was nowhere to be found on the English charts. Terry Hatcher at 55. Oh, yeah, she she's moved, good looking. Yeah, she's got a thing about her. Guys, any fans of Terry Hatcher? She's um, uh, I don't know. I, nothing great. How about number 54, Rachel Lee Cook? Mm. She's also on the English one at number 65. That's Josie of Josie and the Pussycats. Right. Yeah, sexy. Yeah, she's very cute. Liv Tyler, 76 on the English charts, is 52 what? on the American charts. It's a good showing for her. Yeah, how about this one? I didn't even notice this one wasn't on the English charts. Julia Roberts is 51. Okay, and the American, she's nowhere to be found on the English, who I think Hello. have discovered I'm what I discovered. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've gotten hip to it way before the Americans have. I don't think other people have quite realized it. She's lost it. Yeah. Okay. Again, no one's kicking her out of bed or anything. We're just, this is all hypothetical. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mina Savari 40, is 41 on the English. She's 49. That's, that's uh, American Beauty, mm -hmm. 49 on the American charts. Okay, here's one. Oh, Nev Campbell, 48 on our charts, is 25 over in England. They love her over in England. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina, 89 on the English charts. She's 46 wow. in the Americas. Mm. Jenny McCarthy showing up on both 62 in England, 45 in the States. What is someone like Jenny McCarthy doing to keep in the minds of men? Booters, I mean, booters, I didn't even booters. <laughs> okay, fair enough, but I hadn't even thought of her. I hadn't even thought of her before, you know, I mean, because she's not out there in the public eye. Is she big on the internet or something like that? I don't know. Uh, she pops up every now and again. Do you guys was... was <laughs> well, something pops up, that's for sure. Does anybody was... Oh, Yasmin Bleeth was 80 in England. She's number 44 over here. Hmm. Uh, Alicia Silverstone. 20 in England, number 43 here. Yeah, she's getting fat. Yeah, pudgy. She is not. She's she pudgy. is getting fat. She goes up and down. She's mm -hmm. a she, <laughs> Yeah, she was, but she's up from last year's 83. She moves up to 43. Uh, Heidi Klum four, dropped America's 24 last year. It's down to 42 this year, and she's 77 over in England. All right, here's one not to be found on the English charts. Uh, Ashley Judd, number 41. Do you like her name? Yeah, yeah, sexy. I like her. Yeah, the, the English don't even know about her. And remember I said Alicia, uh, uh, Leticia Costa? I couldn't believe she was 92 mm -hmm. in England. She's that model right. from Victoria's Secret. She's number 40 in the mm. States. So she's more appreciated over here. Nowhere to be found over in England. 39 here. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Mm. Nice. All right. Fans of hers. Young, Nick. Yep. Again, <laughs> here's one not found in England, and I'm with the English on this one. Number 37, Drew Barrymore. 
She does zero for me, except turn me off. I think she'd be a wild woman in bed. I'd like to have sex with her. <laughs> Dark side? Um, I, you know, I don't know. Certain movies she looks really good. Certain movies she doesn't. So it depends on what, you know, what she looks like. Right, she was the receptionist you know? in Wayne World's 2. She Wayne World 2. Did you see that? Yeah, she looked Unbelievable. real good Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Heather Graham, number 95 in England, is 36 over here. Much higher uh, over here in the States. I you know what? She's. I mean, she looks good in the leather and Austin Powers, but uh, she's too like hippie chick for me. Well, we discussed this. Right? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Again, nobody's throwing her out or nothing. But just hypothetically, if we were choosing, I, her off-screen, her personality kills me. Mm. Sandra Bullock, who is number eighty-eight over there in England, and, and Nick, you didn't understand why she'd be on the chart. Right. She's number thirty-four in the states. Yeah, she should be way off. The, she shouldn't even show up anywhere <laughs> on this list. Wow, don't I'm find her sexy at, at all. Mm. Big nose. I don't know if I agree with that. Big I'm nose, gonna, big butt. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Tyra Banks, sixty-six in England, thirty-three in the states. Tyra's way higher. Here's a one that's nowhere to be found, and this is purely an American choice. And what a skank. Jenna Jameson, yeah. <laughs> number 31. Congratulations, nice guys. Yeah. Thank you. She's a porn star. She's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice Bieber. Thank you. And she's just had it stuffed. <laughs> she's up from 74 <laughs> last year. She's a whore. <laughs> uh, number 30 and number 55 in England, but number 30 here, Jennifer Aniston. Sexy. And yeah, Catherine Zeta Jones was number 13 in England, is number 29 here in the States. Mm -hmm. So uh, she's, you know, she's up there. Shannon Elizabeth, American Pie, 82 in England, number 28 here. She's, she's sexy. Yeah, way high with the guys. Mariah Carey, number, Carey, number 99. No, she looks in like England, a monkey. 27. <laughs> 27. That was. That was uncalled for. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it says she's... Uh, Maybe don't you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Oh, here is her. one that was brought up. Number 26. Up from last year, 77, and nowhere to be found in England. Lucy Liu. Mm. Number 26 mm. in the States. Somebody said, where's Lu... Sean. Oh, he's really, <laughs> really, really D, can you get him out of there? <laughs> Turn right his mic right off. He's really <laughs> giving me the crease with his yummy noises and <laughs> facial expressions. Yeah. I love Asian women. Okay. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited, D. All right. Cameron Diaz was 40 in England. She's 25 in the States. Shania Twain, 24 over in England, 21 over here. She's pretty popular. No, here's one that's not on the list in England. Jessica Simpson, you know who she is? She's a singer also, I think. She's that 20-year-old hottie who's a pop singer. Um, Allie Landry, 22 in the States, number 18. She's the, she's the Doritos girl. Mm -hmm. She's oh. number 18 over there. I'm looking for the big changes. Um, Angelina Jolie is much more appreciated here in the States, but she's 21. She's 61 over there. <laughs> Faith Hill is number 17 over here. I don't think she even and, made it in England. Yeah. And she's not. She's uh, nowhere to be found in England. As is Nikki Cox. <laughs> you know who Nikki Cox is no. from Unhappily Ever After. Yeah. No, I don't know her. She's uh, she's the Kelly Bundy of the show Unhappily Ever After. She had a show on WB called Nikki as well. She's engaged to Bob Goldthwaite, my old friend Bob Goldthwaite, doing quite well. All right, Nick. Mad props. She was number eighty-three in England, number fifteen here in the states. Elizabeth Hurley. 
Awesome. Yeah. Does that work better for you? Totally. She, you know she got snubbed by her own people. That makes me sick. She is one of the sexiest women ever, I think. Ever. Well, it's interesting that there's a bunch of women. Pamela Anderson's number 16, 14 in the stage. She was 16 over there. There's certain women that we sort of disagree on. Jennifer Love Hewitt, for example, who's 50 in England, is 13. She should not be on the freaking list. Uh. She was number 10. I, I disagree, but she was number 10. Uh, we were in agreement on Salma Hayek. She's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Anna Kornikovich in Europe, she's 35. Over here, she's number 11. <laughs> Way high. <laughs> Everybody loves Carmen Electra. Uh, Christina Aguilera is in our top 10 in the States. She's number 45 over in England. Rebecca Romaine Stamos, number 37 in England, is number 8 here. She's top 10. So we are a big fan of Rebecca Romaine. Halle Berry, there was one who was number 86. She's number 7 in the United States. Mm. Way up there. And I'm trying to see. And also Alyssa Milano, who was number 57 in England, is number, number 4 in the United States. And then we're like pretty close, like, and a lot of the top ten are similar. Like Britney Spears is number three in both countries. Denise Richards is number two here, number five in England, and number one, the world champion, and apparently two years running, Jennifer Lopez. I like big. (laughs) (laughs) How hot is she? I mean, when I say hot, I mean popular, hot. Did we discuss this already? Is she anybody's number one here? No way. Uh, no. Nick, you sure you want to say that with the new community you're moving into? Oh, yeah, J-Lo. Yeah, J-Lo. Love J-Lo. Love J-Lo. Hey, you know what? You might want to take this picture and hang it in your house. (laughs) Put it on your front door. She's sexy, but I find other women more attractive. I mean, she might be an animal in bed, though, too. I could see her, like, tying you up and stuff and whipping you and all that kind of thing. That'd be cool. (laughs) Sitting on your face. Nicole from New Hartford. Oh, so demented. Nicole from uh, Nicole from New Hartford thinks there's an omission on this list. Who do you think's been left out, Nicole? I just want to know your opinion on him, Alanis Morissette. Lesbian. Oh, wait a minute. Really? I don't think she's a lesbian. All right, I don't Nicole. think she's a lesbian either, but... I thought when she came out... All right, Nicole, we'll, we'll give you our opinion. I, I thought when she came, first came out, what was the first song she sang? The one about, like, digging her nails into the guy? Um, you ought to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of heavy. And uh, I thought, I was like, wow, she's hot. She's got issues. I'll agree with you there. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then with subsequent songs, she started... Kind of horsing out, <laughs> and and, uh, and I said, "Say me." And she, she, it's almost like she fights being attractive. I get that feeling from her; like she doesn't want to be attractive. I thought she was good looking until she was on the cover of what was it, Rolling Stones, and her feet were all dirty. No, oh. do you see that? You didn't like no, I don't remember. She was it, barefoot, that's, that's and, and the the picture you can see the bottom of her feet, and they were all dirty and nasty like she was walking around like for years without shoes. Would she have to leave the bed for that? Yeah, actually. (laughs) All right, we have a winner. I don't want any chick that's got feet worse than mine. (laughs) You know, you'd think you'd be be understanding about that no shoe issue (laughs) where you grew up. Hello, I'm Mr. (laughs) Ed. All right, we're taking a break. We're coming back. Enough of this list. Time for some news. No, what's next, Nick? Shame of the city. Mm. Shame of the city. We got to get that in there. I'm sorry, I misread the list there. Yes, Nick hit the streets, and 
and uh, and basically, well, you didn't actually hit the streets, did you? You hit the head. Yeah. It's a little bit different. You had some you wanted to, well, we've been talking about bathroom issues, and I guess Nick said, why not go to the source and find out what men feel about these issues and see if there are any violations occurring in the bathrooms, correct? Yes. Yeah. There are many. Several. Uh, this, um, Nick seems emotionally scarred from this experience, so you definitely want to stick around for more D-Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. Shame of the City is next. D-Snyder. Can I just say that you rule the earth? But you can call me D-Snyder Radio 104. Now back to D-Snyder Radio. 666-4444. On Radio 104. Let's see. Tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, brand new. Nick Lentino, OBGYN. That's right. Dr. Nick is at it again. Can't wait to find out what medical hijinks he's up to <laughs> this time. Okay, so you definitely want to check that out. And uh, let's see. Uh, well, you know what? Got some reactions here. Uh, to reactions to On the Road with Mudbone. People are very excited about On the Road with Mudbone. We're playing it again later in the show. This one says here, uh, On the Road, that was awesome. Especially the translation of Maricon making it into Sir. I just hope that people don't go around calling Spanish people Maricon because if they do, they should expect a major ass whipping. Since Maricon has several meanings like a-hole, MF, the P word for women's private parts, and so on and so forth. Nice job, you guys. Good survival. Signed, <laughs> the Puerto Rican princess from Bridgeport. Um, well, something, something got lost in the translation there. Mudbone thought it meant sir. <laughs> Term of endearment. Hola, Maricon. Uh, also... Um, Norm from Meriden writes in to say uh, that, you know, on the road with Mudbone, yay, the urban legend is back on the road for the summer. Very excited. And he even uh, shared with us a few tips that Mudbone might want. I'll, I'll save those, actually, for future on the roads. And finally, Michelle Z says, D and the gang, I really enjoyed the season opener of On the Road with Mudbone. I thought that I'd wet my pants when traveling fugitives, oops, tourists, were told... Not only to wash up in the bird bath, but also clean their drawers in there as well. Of course, only after brushing their teeth. And as if that wasn't enough, I fell on the floor laughing when Mudbone said that Mexicans were the most generous of the brown people. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Mudbone, you, you definitely were firing all cylinders yesterday. Yeah, you know, I gotta just try to help all my... My, you know, traveling brothers out and, and, and traveling fugitives, tourists, we got to help you out. Just doing sure, my well, part. Well, now, you, you've been to Mexico. Any idea where you might be headed next? Ooh, it's a big surprise. Uh, I give a little clue. Um, um, canal. Canal. Yeah. Doper. Nose candy. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a clue. Okay, everybody. Well, look forward to a brand new At Home with Mudbone next week as well. All right. Well, now it's time for some traffic, and then we can get into Shame of the City. So, Psycho Dan, what up? This traffic report is brought to you by Acme Auto. 
Visit any Acme Auto stores for great savings. Traveling on 84 East, you're going to slow down between exits 41 and 43. Then it gets a little heavy again from exit 46 into the downtown tunnel. 84 West, steady traffic from exit 56 in and over Bulkley Bridge out to about exit 47. 91 South, slow between exit 36 coming into downtown. 91 North looks good. No delays there. Traveling on Route 2, it's going to be stop and go traffic from exit 5D all the way up to the flyover. At 745, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Record Report on Radio 104. So, Nick, shame of the city. You hit the streets, you and your faithful companion, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> what do we call him earlier? Amatio and Felatio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dynamic duo. Uh, need to set this up as it explain itself or what? Uh, basically, we were uh, charting bathroom behavior. Uh, there are a lot of violations in the bathroom, several going on from people not washing their hands to, um, you know, improper behavior, behavior at the stalls, okay, in the <laughs> stalls, at the urinals. And uh, uh, we were unsuccessful in our first time out. We went to the Hartford train station. Uh, not a lot of people talking to us there. So, wait, wait, I mean, when you say unsuccessful, what happened? You, you went in there and you tried to address people and what happened? Uh, they blew us off. Basically, walked right out of the bathroom, looked at us like we were... Maniacs. I don't know. <laughs> I guess be I've noticed that. We've, and this has been an issue that the conversation in the bathroom, some people are very uncomfortable with it, especially when you're talking about their actual actions yeah. in the bathroom. Remember that time, Duty Man? We went in there, we said mud boning with the microphone, he wouldn't say a word. Yeah. So they didn't like that. <laughs> so Sean yesterday brought me to a rest area in uh, the eastern part of the state. Where were we? Yeah, it's uh, up towards like Stafford Springs area, <laughs> 84 East. So, <laughs> Is this a rest stop you frequent? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, no, I used to bring ex-girlfriends there. You know. Oh, God. That's a date. Basically, it was a rest. What a romance! It was a rest area where there were truckers and you know people traveling through the area. So we just tough to believe they're ex girlfriends. <laughs> that kind of treatment. That's what I said. <laughs> so and, and I just want to say, if I could, as regarding shame of the city and your work, because I know sometimes the assignments are tougher than people think. You know, it takes. A, you've got people say you got a big set, Nick. That the fan, the audience definitely appreciates it as it's shown up repeatedly on the peeps poll when we ask for their favorite moments from the past year shame in the city shame in the city nick out on the streets loser on the loose you know they all love the work you do so yeah. i mean that's got to fire you up a little bit yeah it's cool i i like that they like it um yeah and uh just this is the piece and there are a lot of people coming in and out of the bathroom and we just kept tape rolling and uh we uh we confronted them, D. All right, here we go. Shame of the city. Hey, sir, we're doing a bathroom patrol today. Um, what's that? You don't speak English? You look like you do. I think you do. Uh, we just need you to face straight ahead while you're pissing. Straight ahead while I'm pissing? What yeah. the hell do you want me to do that for? Well, I, I mean, otherwise, you'd be checking us out and we need you to look straight ahead as to not offend anyone else while you got your dick out pissing, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you got nads, Lantino. I'll give you that. <laughs> we need you to look straight ahead. <laughs> Oh man, where they go? All right. <laughs> it's actually a law, sir. Yeah. So, 
you guys are crazy or what? No, it's the state of Connecticut. Um, nothing to joke about, really. What do you got? You got to look straight ahead while you're pissing? That's yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> you look straight ahead while you're pissing. As is this guy going at, while you're talking to him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, is he looking at you while you're saying this to him? Yeah. It's yeah. not looking now, straight ahead. <laughs> are you standing at are a urinal? Are you looking straight ahead or are you just not going to the bathroom? No, uh, no, I'm not going to the bathroom. Oh, I'm okay. sitting there with a tape recorder, yeah. <laughs> this is the guy who tried to say he didn't speak English first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it was a white guy shaking his head that he didn't speak English. <laughs> well, he, he has an accent. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit older. I mean, he might have some ethnicity to him, but he's definitely, I knew he spoke English. Okay. <laughs> do not offend or um, make advances on any. What do you do? What were you doing? You were looking at me while I was pissing. We're doing a study. Um, <laughs> you're the research. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, maybe you talk to us for a second. We're doing a bathroom study. Um, how'd it go in there? <laughs> I think it went. Did you take a dump in there? I was there for 10 minutes, what do you think? You were in there for 10 minutes? That's, uh, that's a little bit too long in the, in the bathroom here. We're gonna have to write, we're gonna have to write you up. You didn't, Shawnee didn't use soap either. <laughs> were you guys out there hovering? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, it was a stunk in there. We didn't even know he was in there. This guy just shows up from being in the stall. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and, and Sean, you're right. You're scribbling away. Yeah, I'm scribbling on your fresh away. Frankie pads there. Yeah, and I'm t and I'm just basically telling him, you know, sir, this is a violation. Okay. Yeah, you're in a lot of trouble, sir. Sir. We're doing a bathroom study today, and uh, you had pretty good bathroom <laughs> techniques, sir. But uh, I noticed that you looked to the side. Um, we get a problem with that. Was, have you not practiced your bathroom technique enough? I have no idea what you're talking about. He's going to have to write you up. Sorry, your name? <laughs> I'm not straight ahead. You need to look straight ahead at the wall while you're, uh, while you're going to the bathroom. What if I turn fast and you'd get all wet, would you? Yeah, no, I don't want you to turn fast while you're peeing. And what, is, he, is he going at this time? Yeah. Is he threatening you? Uh, so he's threatening you, basically. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. yeah we backed off a little bit. Does yeah. anybody give you a name, Sean? No, and just assistant. That, <laughs> no, does anybody, when you say, I need a name, do they say, oh, okay, and give you their oh, yeah. name? Yeah, people do. <laughs> wow. Interrupt <laughs> you, but uh, you seem to have... to me after I finish, then, if you don't want to interrupt me. Well, you seem to have a uh, pretty good technique besides the uh, head, but I think you are standing a little too close to the urinal, which adds to a splash factor, and uh, we're going to have to write you up for that one. Oh, gross. Does that mean I get free coffee? Uh, no, that's no free coffee. That's uh, we have um, a summons here from the governor. <laughs> the governor? Yeah. Sorry, and, which uh, governor? Uh, governor John Jay. Governor John Jay. Yeah. Well, I didn't vote for him. Yeah, but um, he's in power right now, so we're gonna have to uh, give you a summons here. Yeah, all right. For sir, your name? Uh, Jack Smith. You want serious matter, sir? I know it is. It's very serious. Well, you're not gonna be allowed to uh, pee at this rest area <laughs> until uh, your behavior changes. Um, pissing for a long time. What did you have to drink today? Uh, that's none of your business what I had to drink today. No alcohol, though, right? Uh, that's none of your business, I said. Well, it's a little early to be drinking. <laughs> but uh, he's gonna 
to write you up and yeah. they smell like booze <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> sure i'm surprised you didn't say j- jack off i don't know you could continue to wash your hands, but we can't have you coming back to this uh, rest area until you improve your bathroom behavior, okay? No. So the governor's pissed. Well, then he probably looks straight ahead. Yeah, the governor does look straight ahead while he pees. Because uh, we've talked to him while he's been pissing before. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your help. So you're in that stall. Yeah, actually, Glenn was there. Did he look straight ahead? <laughs> um, well, he and the governor were chatting at the urinals, which I think is probably a gross violation uh, yeah. of all Ooh. of your regulations. So I think that you have to write up good old John Jay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't do that, though. He's a governor. I'll have to write up your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for a while, did you take a dump? Yes, I did. Yeah, you did? Did it come out clean? Very good. Uh, we have a problem, though, with the way you wash your hands. It was kind of quick. Uh-huh. Uh, You'd be written up for that. We can't have you touching anything. Yes, sir. You did a pretty good job washing your hands. Are you having a problem with the faucet? I mean, sure. Um, the older generation seems to ignore washing their hands. Uh, do you find any reasons for that? They're against washing their hands? Yeah. Why? I'm washing I my hands. Yeah, I know. You're doing a good job of it, but we found some of the seniors around here are taking, like, craps and then leaving. No, no. Is that because they were... Supplied, I'm surprised an old-timer... Uh, old timers are, are clean, very clean. Yeah, but some of the the old timers. This guy's going to town on that uh, <laughs> paper dispatch. Taking there. a whole tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's <laughs> how old is this guy about? Mm, probably seventies, late seventies. You know, because he calls people old timers. <laughs> <laughs> did you make that up that the older generation was not washing their hands properly? Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I I think they were better than some of the younger people in there yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Think like from World War One and Two we're like used to like taking craps in the war and then wiping and um I just washed my hands. No, I know, but we found some of the old timers are used to like wiping their you know, butt with their hands and stuff because of the war. Right. Thank you. Hey sir, I, I noticed in the uh you were in the stall today. We needed a uh Go in there and do a courtesy flush. Did you do that? Because we're uh, policing bathrooms today for the state. Bathroom police? Well, we're not the bathroom police. We're just uh, policing the bathrooms. Um, did you take a crap in there? What did you do? What? What did Sean say? They're out of paper towels. People keep going for the paper towel dispenser. They're out of, of course, paper towels. That old timer just used the entire roll. Yeah, yeah basically. He took what was left. I love how you don't want what? to put on airs and say that you are the bathroom police. Like, too big of an honor. One of the sinks didn't work, and then they ran out of paper towels, so I was instructing people where to go. Next sink, sir. And oh, okay. You were very official. Yes. They're out of paper towels, sir. I like that approach. Today, your job. I spent the bathroom. Well, yeah, um... But we're policing. <laughs> Sir, that faucet doesn't work too well. Um, I just want to commend you on your uh, bathroom technique. Uh, we're doing a survey on a bathroom study. Uh, do you normally use the urinal all the time when you have to take a piss? This here? Yeah. Yes, if it's, yeah. If it's available. It's available? Yeah. Now, will you use uh, a, will you use a urinal when someone is using a uro- urinal right next to you? I, I just do not go next to that. Oh, really? Yeah, wait. 
That's good etiquette. Yeah. Um, do you always look straight ahead and everything? Yes. Okay. Um, you did everything proper. One thing I noticed with the shake a little bit. Yeah. You know how you get a shake that last trip off? Yeah. Um, Are you staring at I, them? I have a problem with that. Um, that might be some c- cause for concern here. I got prostrated. You got prostate? Yeah. You got a prostate exam? Yes, I have. And then I went to doctor. Wait, wait. Who's going? Oh, Dark Side's going. Okay. <laughs> I thought he started going while you were talking to him. <laughs> so what was the problem with the shake? Do you explain that? Was it too uh, many times? Yeah, we, we get into the whole okay. shake thing. Okay. For prostate cancer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And are you in the clear? Yes. You, that's good. Yes. That's good. Um, one thing that we need to do, though, I, I had the same thing done myself, but um, the prostate really doesn't affect a little tinkle shake at the end. Yeah. And uh, we'd like you to work on the tinkle technique at home. Oh, wow. Two or three shakes, sir. Shake your more? More than enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. And uh, your wife could help you <laughs> practice with that if you need it, okay? Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, so we noticed that you did have a good bathroom technique, although we were concerned with the urinal you chose. You did look straight ahead, but you chose the urinal next to another older fellow. Um, that would be uh, that would be a problem here. There are no paper towels. So what's your question? Um, we need to know why... We need to improve your technique. If you, if you were so observant, you would have realized that every urinal was filled except one. Uh, yes, but you... Sh- you see you see something now? We talk about the amount of thought that we men put into the whole process. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly where he went to the bathroom. He knew that every... So you, how many urinals were there? Uh, probably like six. And so they were all filled except for the one. Yeah. Now, of course, you're going to say, because in your world, you're supposed to use the stall rather than step between the two men. Right. But see, he had actually thought about it, Beth. We think about these things. It's a lot of pressure going into that damn bathroom. It's a rough life you guys lead. No wonder Psycho hangs out outside. He just can't take the anxiety. (laughs) He'd rather just wait it out and have no problems. He goes in there. The whole place is his. I'm going to hear what this guy says. Sir. Cooperation, sir. What's up? Well, we need to talk to you about the bathroom a little bit. What? Your technique was awful. Hey, sir. Good. A lot of guys today, a lot of the um, younger males have uh, had horrible bathroom technique, we've noticed today. We noticed some of the older generation, now. not saying that you're really much older, but um, you've had pretty good technique. Uh, what do you attribute this to? What is this, some kind of program? Yeah, it's a program uh, run... Well, I'm not interested in participating. The governor issued uh, us a uh, solicitation <laughs> to oh, do this. Oh, well, I'm afraid you're going to have to find another candidate. We notice that you do have a good bathroom technique, however, we need you to stand a little bit closer to the urinal while you're peeing. Sir? Told you I'm not interested. Um, it's not a matter of interest, it's a matter of, uh, it's a debt to the uh, state here in the uh, public rest area. How does your wife feel about your urinal techniques at home? You don't splash everywhere, do you? Because the technique you're using now would tend to cause... Well, you know, you're getting to be pretty annoying. I wish you'd <laughs> stop the interview, whatever you call it. Um, we don't want to be annoying. We just want to help... Well, you are, so buzz off. <laughs> Sir, we'd really like to help you out, though. See what we're doing here? We're on a mission to keep the urinals in Connecticut cleaner than any other urinals in the world. And, uh... <laughs> We're off to a pretty sloppy start. Another candidate. Another candidate. You don't want to be a part of the 
part of the program. No paper towels, sir. There's no paper towels, so you might want to be. Yeah. You might want to what? Sir, we told you there's no paper. <laughs> no. You might want to what? I said you might want to just wing it, sir. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are they appreciative of this of your guidance yeah. now with the paper no. towels? Well, no, you were harassing him the entire time he was going to the bathroom. Very rude. Hmm. No, you guys were rude. <laughs> no, it's disrespectful. <laughs> we're just doing our job, Beth. <laughs> 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 Sir, you might have noticed. Lost. No, as you might have. We're getting lost. <laughs> we're just doing a. Uh, Get lost. So we're only trying to help. Do you understand? Yeah. You understand English? Yeah, I understand English, <laughs> but um, it's. Get lost. We're getting paid to do this by the state. I don't care. We're getting paid lost. We don't want to bother you, sir. We're just um, no, trying to five, get. Two seconds. I'm going to put five fists on you. Okay. Well, <laughs> sir, don't push me. Huh? Get lost. I Oh! <laughs> he shoved you? How old is yeah. this guy? Uh, probably <laughs> mid 50s, but when he was a trucker, Harley Davidson, oh, what black are you messing t shirt, around with big him? Um, I wasn't. Nick's, yeah. got, Nick's got nads, Beth. <laughs> yeah. I had to talk to him. He was in violation, and then he came over and shoved me, and it got scary for a second because he was coming. I mean, he's coming right after me. He shoved me, pushed me into the corner of the bathroom. <laughs> now, wait, before he, when he started cursing at you, he threatened. You? Yeah, he had his, he's shaking his fist in the air. Scary. Sean Sean in the car Sean, having a cigarette? No, Sean's <laughs> just sitting there watching. No, he, when he pushed Nick, Nick like basically ran back and I mean hit me, and then I put my hand up in front of the guy, and then the guy started walking away. <laughs> Is that right? Is that yeah, what happened? Yeah, for the most. Oh, part, you put the I fear guess. of God into him, yeah, Sean. Right, sure. That's right. <laughs> That's all right. That's why Sean's there. I mean, they're a team. At least he can call the police. <laughs> <laughs> or, or EMS. He can call EMS. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, D, is when I saw this guy walk in, he looked like a really rough, tough guy. I, and I looked at Nick. I'm like, dude, I, no, don't talk to this guy. And then sure And enough. Nick goes right for <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick is gutsy. <laughs> yeah. He's gutsy. You are gutsy. You're nuts, but you're gutsy. <laughs> yeah. Sir, you don't Sir. have to result to violence. It's not the way to go about it, sir. Did you witness that violent behavior toward me? I'm sorry, I don't understand you. Did you see that guy push me? Yeah. Did you see what, how I was trying to handle the situation? We're conducting a bathroom study here, and we noticed that he had a great technique, but that guy really didn't have good technique. I think he was embarrassed a little bit about it. And, technique uh, of what? Uh, going to the bathroom. Oh, Oh, uh, we're talking to people. We're doing a bathroom study today. We noticed that you, you didn't go to wash your hands. There's a paper towels over there. You could wash your hands thoroughly with soap and water, and then wipe with your, uh, you know, on your shorts, or get some toilet paper or something like that. Um, that'd be violating the code. What code? The bathroom code in the state. In Connecticut? Yes. Yeah. Is it posted somewhere? Um, it's not posted. It's it's. So uh, then, how do people from other other states still know the code? It's de law. So what? It's de law. What's that? Um, that means it's no. Where? Throughout the state of Connecticut. I live in Connecticut. Um, yeah, but we're the cleanest bathroom state. Um, where are you from? Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, so you border Connecticut, so you know. You're aware of John Jay? Who? John Jay, <laughs> governor. There you go. Yeah, but sir, you didn't wash your hands. You're not gonna eat lunch now, are you? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
Wow. John Jay was the first Supreme Court Justice of the United States. <laughs> Wasn't he on Hollywood Squares in the old days? That's Jim oh, Jay. Jim Jay. Oh. Yeah. One of those guys. Wow. That is some awesome work. Gutsy. Yeah. Nervy. Ballsy work. It's not Look. easy when uh, people really don't like to talk when they're taking a piss no. and they don't know who you are and you have a microphone in your <laughs> yeah. hand. But um, you know, <laughs> and I have a violation pad. <laughs> <sitting there. laughs> the and you, were, you were wearing the jean suit yesterday too, Sean. So yeah. that may have turned off some people. Well, the truck I've, drivers, I figured they'd appreciate mm. it. I've been looking to change the image of the state, and here we found it. We've got we're the cleanest bathrooms. <laughs> Connecticut, you can't beat our bathrooms. <laughs> Welcome to Connecticut, the cleanest bathrooms. <laughs> I think that was awesome. Great job, and uh, I, I know I know it was a took two days to get that happened, and it was rough two days, but I think it was well worth it, and hopefully the audience appreciates it. Look at the phones lighten up. Everybody loves it. They love the shame of the city. Yeah. You guys are fabulous. All right. We're going to take a break. Come back. The news is next. Ms. Lockwood, what's going on? We'll see what we can get to before we have Nora Hayden, but an update on that Tom Thumb house. Remember we talked about that last week? Also, oh, yeah. young Jenna Bush looks to be in trouble with the law once again. Oh, wow. Darkside Dave, you might be interested to know that uh, men are in trouble in New Jersey for a fart spray fart machine incident. 62-year-old <laughs> woman gives birth in France. The perils of being a team mascot. And also, Darkside Dave, of interest to you, there's a country where people smoke more than Jamaicans. Smoke pot more than yeah, Jamaicans. So are you kidding? Call your holiday planner. That's not country, not a town, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not New Britain. <laughs> Hard-hitting New Britain. They'll call hard-hitting for nothing. Yeah. Hard-bong-hitting New Britain. All right, and we got some reaction to Zaganzi Voss Psycho Dance Game Show, which we played yesterday. And I'll have the latest list. Oh, I've got a mint in my mouth. Sorry, people. Uh, I'll have the latest list of Euro locations to share with you as well, just in case you don't have your D-Euro sticker yet and don't know where to get one. Damn it. So stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. D. Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. See my peeps? Can't wait. What do you want? Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Big reaction to Sagan's Ivan's Psycho Dance Game Show yesterday. People loved it. Hi-ho from Newington says, Dean Posse, greatest game show ever. I look forward to it every week. The Blitzkrieg round is hysterical. I can't help but burst out laughing from hearing Psycho frantically yelling out questions. And, of course, you, Beth, Darkside, and Nick trying in desperation to figure out the answers. The highlight of today's Sagan's Ivan's was when you, D, yelled out at the end of the Blitzkrieg round, I think I won. The excitement and sheer sound of hope in your voice was too much for me to handle. I nearly wet myself. Thanks for the laugh. I've never seen anyone so excited about a pink shower cap in my life. 
You all rock. It's Hi Ho from Newington, and other people wrote in as well. Speaking of Psycho Dan, Psycho, why don't you give us a traffic update, my brother? This traffic report is brought to you by Call Before You Dig. Dig safely, Connecticut. Call Before You Dig, 1-800-922-4455. For more information, visit the Call Before You Dig website at www.cbyd.com. Traveling on 84 East, you're going to slow down between exits 40 and 44. Heavy again from exit 48 into the downtown tunnel. 84 West, some slow traffic from exit 56 leading up to the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, you're going to slow down between exit 38 and the 84 Merge. 91 North gets a little heavy by exits 28 and 29. You should be fine after that. Traveling on Route 2, it's going to be slow from exit 8 up to 5D, then again from exit 4 to the flyover. At 816, I'm cycled down with this modern rec report on Radio 104. Well, Beth, they're getting out there. The mm -hmm. D-Euro stickers are showing up. Now there's rumors. Trace from Stafford says that she's heard there a rumor that there's an extra large size Euro on the hood of a maroon Volkswagen Jetta <laughs> out there somewhere. Do they exist? I don't know. I mean, actually, I've thought of having some made up for some of these truckers who have asked me to get big ones for their vehicles. And then uh, the bad guy wrote in and said the other day he went to a parade, but they're being misused, Beth. Hmm. A black Jeep with two D-Euros on it cut off his girlfriend's car with their kids in there. Nice. Nearly hit them. And when his girlfriend beeped the horn, he said the guy, the little, actually said bug-faced bitch boy, <laughs> gave us the finger and screamed F you, totally traumatizing her seven-year-old daughter. Ooh. Guy said, I'm going to get out of the car and kick his candy ass, but my girlfriend talked me out of it, said it'd be better if we ratted on him. Dude. In the black Jeep. It's not Pierce, is it? Don't misuse the D-Euro sticker. Show a little road courtesy to each other. What a scumbag. Police. Police. I do hate people who do something to you, like cut you off or something, and when you like are upset about it, they get mad because you're calling them on it, you know? It's bull. It's bull crap. But how would you like to get a D-Euro sticker not to misuse? And these are the normal size ones. Listen for a location near you. In Berlin, at Supplement City, you can pick one up. At Brantford, Midas Auto Systems Experts. And in Bristol, at Midas Auto Systems Experts, they got them as well. In Cheshire, at Anderson Tire. In Cromwell, at No Anchovies Pizzeria. And Sherwin-Williams Paint Stores. In Danbury, at the Empress Ballroom. In East Haven, at Trolley Square Wine and Liquors. In Darkside Tattoo. In Enfield, they're find one at Music Outlet, The Edge Tattoo, and Auto Lube. In Guilford, at Mannix, Chevrolet Pontiac, and Baladino's Deli. On the Village Walk. In Manchester, there are Planet Fitness, Carter Dodge, and Mustangs Unlimited. In Middletown, they're at Pedal Power. In Milford, Soho Computers, Marathi, Auto Body, and Copper Beach Tans has them. In Morris, they're at Morris Market in Delhi. In Naugatuck at Nolan Brothers Music. And in Newington at the Record Breaker in Berlin Turnpike. In New Britain, pick one up at Sherwin-Williams Paint Store and the other bookstores and more. In New Milford, they're at the Corner Store and Sitco Gas Station at Nyanth in Niantic at Hartford Giant Grinder. And in North Brander, pick, Brantford, pick one up at Absolute Liquors. In New Haven, you can get one at Clark's Dairy Restaurant in Old Saybrook at Seatoe, Central Connecticut, and Cunningham Supply. In Orange, Connecticut, there are Clark's Dairy Restaurant and, da and Daddy's Junkie Music. In Plainville, find one at Curves for Women in Shelton at the Donut Center. In South Windsor at Body Graphics Tattoo. In Stratford, Stratford at Midas Auto Systems Experts and Gelb's Flooring and Building. In Taftville, you can pick one up at Scotty's M&M Liquors and Torrington at Midas Auto Systems. In Vernon at Planet Fitness and Wallingford at the Music State Station and Toyota of Wallingford. In Waterbury, three locations, Phoenix Records, the Beauty Mark Tattooing and Piercing, and Tower Printing. In Wethersfield, there are Giovanni's Brick Oven, New York Style Pizzeria, and Sherwin-Williams Paint Stores. In West Haven, at Expressive Auto Sales, and in Woolkit, you can get one at the Woolkit Deli and Cars by Us, both on Woolkit Road. 
Now in Massachusetts, we have like what four locations: Springfield, Body Graphics Tattoo, Wilbraham at Rob Cardi Salon, in West Springfield at Indian Motorcycles and Union Auto Parts, and on Long Island, two locations: East Northport Army Navy Store and Huntington Leather on West Carver Street. Get yours today. Now it is time for some damn news. Well, good news. Bridgeport's Planning and Zoning Commission has rejected a plan that would have demolished a home once owned by Tom Thumb in order to build a shopping center. Commissioner cited parking, traffic, and intensity of the proposed development as reasons for denying the request. They didn't, however, mention the historical significance of the house. Tom Thumb was a four-foot man who was one of P.T. Barnum's attractions. A city historian is trying to save the house, which may date back to 1825. Does it have anything little in there? I mean, is it little? You know what I mean? If it was like a, it would be, in, be interesting if it was custom made for mm-hmm. Tom Thumb. I know. Well, I mean, he was four feet. It wasn't like he was, you know, dollhouse size. He was just, you know, he was a dwarf. Small. Small. Well, it's just a, a, a whole house. I mean, look, we can't necessarily bend to the whims of the lollipop guild sure they're a powerful union but uh but you know it's <laughs> and i got a great theme song <laughs> you know it's much better than where the union label when you are buying a blah, blah. so you know this is a good catchy tune but um you know unless this guy lived in a shoebox I, I don't know if we can actually keep the building up anymore <laughs> Well, Timothy McVeigh's lawyers are preparing documents that would let him quickly file a motion for a delay in his execution, if that's what he decides. He'll meet with his attorneys today. Attorney General John Ashcroft says he'll fight any move to delay McVeigh's scheduled June 11th execution. Kill him. Kill him now. Someone shanked this bastard right there in his cell. Let's see, he's going to drag this out now. And I understand why he's doing it. As sick as that sounds... I mean, I'm surprised he didn't do it. Uh, he didn't jump on it immediately, but he's not very bright. But he wants to, you know, show the inadequacy of the system. Mm-hmm. You know, the FBI and how they screw up because he was so against the government in the first place. Oh, he's eating this they've, up. Oh, they've given him a great opportunity mm-hmm. to really embarrass the FBI. Somebody shank the bastard. Do just pass pass the word from one jail to the other. I'm sure they can get it over there. And by the way, Pierce Jeep called him. Mm-hmm. Said his Jeep is green, not black. Okay. And he doesn't say f you. He says f off. Okay. So he's a very different different D euro wearer. Could have it cleared up. Well, President Bush's 19 year old daughter has allegedly tried to buy alcohol at a restaurant using a fake ID. Police were called to a Mexican restaurant in South Austin, Texas on May 29th as Jenna Bush was reported to be attempting to buy alcohol. She was with her sister Barbara, who apparently did not try to use a fake ID. Police spokesman said no other details are immediately available, but a statement is being prepared and an investigation is underway. The White House has not issued any comment. You may recall Jenna Bush was already in trouble this year for being caught with alcohol and had to pay a fine and do some community service, which I don't think she's actually completed yet, but she has to do it um, until before July 18th. We okay. Bush! So Barbara is the good one, apparently. She goes to Yale. Mm-hmm. And Jen is the bad girl. That's what right? it seems th- to be. That's what it's starting to seem like. First of all, aren't there Secret Service agents 
with these girls all the time? As far as I understand, that's how it works. Well, I don't think they're sitting at the booth, but they probably secure part of the restaurant and then linger in some area around. So, right. They see what's going on. This is a cry for help. This girl is screaming for attention from her uh, dad. It's either that or how, how really... Come on, they know who you are. I have to believe that it is a cry for help because you're not that dumb. People that, recognize you in Texas, of all places. Yeah, that, that's the point I'm making. She's got the Secret Service agent standing around. She's got, you know, she's been in trouble already. And then she goes and tries to pass. Every, you kidding? The Secret Service came in and checked the building before she got there. And she's sitting at the table. Everybody, they got her a mm -hmm. table. They secured the table. And they know the Bush sisters are coming to eat. And she hands the waiter somebody else's proof. That's my move. <laughs> <laughs> she's a chip off the old yeah. block, I'll tell you that. Not the brightest move ever. <laughs> Second thought, she just uh, may not be that smart. <laughs> I mean, her. Uh, don't you think that her parents gave her some kind of speech prior to... His taking office, like, okay, now you have to be on your best behavior for the next few years. No, it just all came to me. She's the dumb one. It's, <laughs> it's genetic. Somebody had to get the genes. What's her grade point average? I bet it's like a 2.0. <laughs> well, a man in England is threatening to leave his Anne Robinson-obsessed wife, who continuously tells him he's the weakest link if he doesn't do what she says to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ian McBain says his wife Tina's obsession began when she started watching the game show. She even wears a black leather jacket and trousers and Robinson-style glasses. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. He says she has all of Anne's mannerisms down to a T, including the scowl. And I can be sitting in the living room watching football and she'll storm in and tell me to make a cup of tea. And when I refuse, she'll say something like, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Can you imagine living with that? Well, Suzette says that sometimes to me in the bed, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we just roll over and say, okay, better luck next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Two guys down in New Jersey are under arrest after allegedly clearing a supermarket armed with a can of fart spray. <laughs> 64-year-old Jeremino Ranallo and 49-year-old Warren Jacoby are accused of walking into a shop right and spraying the noxious gas while around 50 people were inside the building. Two men have been charged with causing or risking widespread injury or damage. The assistant store manager called the police to report the flatulence-like smell. The two suspects, pretty much the only ones left in the store, were arrested after they were spotted at the deli counter. Manager said, I guess they just wanted to have the place to themselves. He also claimed they had previously been spotted by staff carrying a fart machine which mimicked the sound of flatulence. Dark side day. This, this is old school right here. The yeah. fart machine, though. Actually, we got a letter from, uh, from what I think it was uh, the John and Minnie show. They've got a remote control fart machine yeah. that they have, have a lot of fun with. Dark side, you got one of those, right? Yeah, they actually sent me one. Mm. The only yeah, reason I don't think this was dark side down in Jersey is because he doesn't need no stinking can of fart spray. Hell no. Yeah. The he's dark got side, his own. <laughs> these guys are amateurs. Dark side totally. does his au natural. Puppies. <laughs> 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 and I bet he could empty the place faster than they could, too. <laughs> A 
A 62-year-old woman has become one of the oldest ever to give birth. She is the oldest woman ever to give birth in France. The Guinness Book, though, says there are only two older examples, an Italian woman and an American woman, who were both 63 when they gave birth. The 62-year-old son weighed in at 6.6 pounds. He was born and is said to be doing fine, as is his mother. It is believed that she underwent fertility treatments. Not surprisingly. Wait, I, I, I'm, I'm not clear. She was 62 when she gave birth. And how old was the dad? I don't have his age. Well, the dads can... Four. Dad... What? <laughs> but, I mean, had she not reached menopause? Well, Like, once either, you reach menopause, can you conceive anymore? Well, you still... I think Cuba. you still... If you go through some treatments, you can still utilize your womb. But uh. you may not naturally be able to conceive. Uh. What's what's what's, uh, what's uh? sixty-year-olds? Uterus is just gross to even think about. I mean, so are twenty-year-old uteruses cute? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's. I mean, the only thing she should be using her vagina for is to pee. You know, at that point. Yeah. Is, well, they don't really use the vagina to yeah, pee. Yeah, vagina. They don't whatever. The <laughs> what all come? It's uh, the same general. You mean area that vicinity? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it gross that women that age shouldn't be having kids. Come on. Yeah. Did I mean, they want the kid? Well, she was undergoing fertility treatment, so I yeah, assume I, you're not 62 and you're whoops an accident. I'm pregnant. Look, <laughs> not so, usually. So they're the only octogenarians at their daughter's graduation <laughs> from high school. You know, I mean, doesn't make it a bad thing. Hmm. Well, you might think that being a team mascot is a really great job, but a new study conducted at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore shows it's not all it's cracked up to be. They found more than half of the pro mascots reported they had suffered heat exhaustion and some suffered other injuries. One mascot was hit by a camera truck. Another was tackled by a football player during a game and broke his thumb. Others have even been set on fire. Mascots also report there's usually some kid who wants to kick them quote, where it hurts. Of course, they they didn't talk about the ones who get their Heads ripped off at games, but that's a whole different situation. Sure, sure, yes. There was one who had his head ripped yeah. off. I heard about that heard in front of the whole... Yeah, um, but it sounds like he might have been grateful. Yeah, that was point. all. I, well, I've heard the horror stories about the mascots down at Disney World. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's baking hot. About them literally passing out in there and... and throwing up inside the suit. I heard, I don't know if this is an urban legend, that they have some kind of air conditioning system inside of the suits. It would seem that they should have something. Mm -hmm. Some fans or some kind of thing like that. But really, you think you put a functioning air conditioner in a a goofy (laughs) head? I guess then you wouldn't want Mickey (laughs) making a buzzing noise around the kids. It's got to be really steaming in those things. Mickey's peeing. (laughs) That's not peeing. That's just the water dripping out of his air conditioner, son. (laughs) No, I, I don't think they've got any air conditioners in there. Oh, that's too bad. I'm afraid not. A San Francisco lawyer is has set the world record for stationary bike pedaling. Rob Strum went 45 hours without stopping. That's about three hours better than the old mark held by a South African woman. If he'd been on the road, Strum would have gone more than 550 miles. He says his bike marathon raised more than 1,200 bucks for Special Olympics.
Wow, it's one of those one of those great uh, <laughs> records that people just for some reason feel the need to set. Like I've got fifty hours to spare to ride a stationary bike. <laughs> His legs must have been such jello when he got off of that bike. I can't oh, forget imagine. it. Forget it. Well, Darkside Dave, did you know that New Zealand consumes twice as much marijuana as Jamaica? This is according to a new study done in wow. New Zealand showing 52% of New Zealanders between the ages of 15 and 45 have smoked pot. And people over 18, this is what one lawmaker is saying, should not be penalized for using marijuana or for growing it in small amounts. That's why this study was done to show the prevalence of pot smoking down there in New Zealand. The Kiwis, I guess, like the reefer. Where is New Zealand? It's sort of north of Australia. All right. Yeah, you ever been there? Oh, I've been... Like it's the top five places I've been in the world. New Zealand, amazing, amazing country. They're all mellow, side. really mellow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an agrar. I learned that word today. Is agrarian? Was that the word we learned mm-hmm. today? Agricultural society, which kind of makes sense with the reefer and all that. Mm-hmm. I guess they have to grow their own. Have you had any New Zealand red by any chance? Uh, not to my knowledge. No, 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 New Zealand. no. <laughs> Never Do you usually ask the here. country of origin, though. I'm yeah, usually, you. usually I try to find out yeah. where it's coming from. You know, just to well, you're a, a connoisseur. Yeah, you know, a little well, well apparently. Knowledge. The level of consumption is so high there, they don't export much. (laughs) (laughs) They intend to, but it never makes it off the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait a minute, bring that back. (laughs) In Los Angeles, an Australian woman is pleading guilty to drunken driving after her passenger was killed while vomiting out of a car window. Karen Louise Shaw continued for eight blocks before she realized her passenger's head had been hit when she struck parked oh. cars. Oh, my God. She'll be sentenced next month. She pleaded no contest to felony hit and run. She faces up to a year in jail and three years probation. So basically what happened is her person in the passenger seat leaned out of the window to throw up. Obviously, she also was probably drinking. And the woman at the same time, the driver, hit some parked cars, smashing her friend's head into them. And then she just kept on driving, not knowing. Oh, my God. Nick, you've thrown out, thrown up out of a few cars. Yeah. Like, like, how do you, you know, avoid that? I mean, well, you know, usually the driver probably doesn't smack into parked cars while he's doing it. Yeah, it's. What about tough. riding too close to say somebody opening a car door, or the truck rearview mirror sticking out there, those SUV mirrors hitting you in the head? Do yeah. you worry about that? Uh, well, most of the time I've puked out of the car. I've um, been able to tell the person to stop or they stopped for me and I just puke on the side of the road. You know what I mean? Oh. Or leave my oh. head out the window. But it's really, I, I mean, you know, the driver must have been drunk because when you're driving and you're, and you know, you have the passenger there and you're sitting there puking and puking, it's tough for the movement to stop, you know? It gets all over the side of the car, so... <laughs> You know, if you're driving with someone who's got to puke, just pull the side of the road and open up the window and let them puke. Words of intelligent, wisdom. intelligent vomiting, Beth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we've got here. You've got to be intelligent when you puke and you guts out. Well, the Thank artist, you. now again known as Prince, has given up swearing and is warning youngsters against the dangers of smoking and having sex. Apparently, he has recently become a Jehovah's Witness. This is according oh. to Spin Magazine. He's currently in the middle of his hit-and-run tour, in which dates are announced only a few days in advance. Apparently, he is quoted as saying, when you use those curse words, you call up all the anger, all the negative times the word has been used before, you bring it toward yourself. Why would you want that? 
Loser. He also condemns smoking and having sex too early and hopefully is going to uh, take a look at some of his earlier works. Has anybody hey, you heard Darling Nikki? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's easy for him. He's he's done it to death. He's, right. He's bored silly. He's like, yeah, you know what? That's a bad thing. You shouldn't be doing that. That's easy. Yeah. Hey, you know, Rachel from New Fair- Fairfield has some insight on the Disney mascot situation. Okay. Hi. Rachel. Rachel, how do you have this information? I worked in Disney World for about two months, mm. about two years ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, so give me the dirt. What's the deal with those mascots? <laughs> well, um, they're actually in very, very, very light clothing underneath. Uh, Are the they naked? does a lot of work to do to, you know, help them out. Not only that, but they're really only up there for like 20 to 30 minutes at a time. Okay. Mm. Um, well, I'm sure in 20 to 30 minutes in that Florida heat could be... Brutal. It can, it can, and that's why it's so limited, and that's why, you know, when you go down there, and you're with your kids, and, like, there's this long line, and then they say, sorry, guys, Tigger has to go, Tigger goes. Right. Um, and, you know, it makes the kids upset, but, you know, it's, it's really they have to do it because these poor people are in there. Oh, better that than have Tigger vomit on the kids. Oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Is it true that... Is it true that sometimes they pass out in there and they blow chunks and stuff? I heard that. <laughs> I heard it too, but not from anybody down there. Um, and I had some friends actually in the character department, and I even auditioned for characters once and got into the pool. Um, but did you put the suit on? Did you ever get the suit no, on? No, I never had to wear the suit. Never oh. had to wear the suit. But um, now, when they come out, okay, so they they're, they're in the suit, okay. Uh-huh. All right, then they're 20, 30 minutes out there in that blistering heat. Yeah. And then they go, they duck back there. They rip off that helmet or they take the whole costume off. How long a break do they get? Actually, I've seen people down there for like hours at a time. They have a long break? Yeah, they have plenty of break. I, they should. I'm not kidding you when I say, I, you know, they get paid. You know, they do, their, they do the parade or they go up and they make their appearance and they come right back down again. Yeah. So it's a, so you want does it pay well? For characters? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not I think I'd be figure why the hell wouldn't that what would make person put that suit on in that kind of heat? It must be short hours, very short amount of time in it even though it's brutal and you get paid well for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And also, you know what? It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun cuz I mean, think about it. You get to brighten a child's day. I'll tell you mm-hmm. one time I was down there and I got Prince Charming to wave at a little girl and offer her the glass slipper and the look on her face still sticks with me years later. Really? Oh yeah, well I've seen my kids, how they react and stuff, they get so excited. Now I heard that some of the people in those suits are, are pervs. Is there any truth to that? You want to clear that up once I and for highly, all? I highly doubt that. They seem like normal people? They, they screen so heavily. They right. really do. And even, even if someone were to get through those characters are highly supervised, basically, to prevent, you know, some teenager from kicking them where it counts. And they're so watched at every moment yeah. that there is nothing that's going to happen to those kids. Disney now, is so careful about things like that. Now, Rachel, you talk about the screening process. I noticed you didn't make the grade. <laughs> any, anything you want to tell us about? Actually, no. Um, <laughs> what happened was I was down there on the college program, and they oh. don't hire... Mm. At my school. They don't recruit for my school for entertainment industry because my school isn't really known for inter- entertainment industry. They uh, they just were recruiting for, like, you know, um, retail people, and which is where I worked, and fast food people and lifeguards, things like that. Okay. 
Well, Rachel, thank you for the insight. Now, Jessica's on the phone from Berlin. She says she was attacked by a Disney mascot. Is that true? Yeah, I was. <laughs> Physically attacked? Well, no. You know, she she said that they're, like, supervised, and they have somebody walking around with them. And uh, I was shopping, and I thought, you know, my boyfriend was like, oh, go get a picture, go get a picture. And I was, like, laughing, like, oh, this is so silly. Well, the lady had walked away. They usually stay right next to the mascot. Right. I don't know if he was pissed because he had to do one more picture or what, but he grabbed my wrist and, like, turned my arm behind my back and pushed me. Which which character? Um, I don't even know. The scary guy from Mulan. I don't even know his name. <laughs> I would have skip, skipped him anyway. <laughs> he was, like, seven feet tall. And, and, like, I'm shaking. My boyfriend's trying to get the camera together. The character walked away. He's like, what happened? I was like, nothing. And I was just, like, you know, all rattled up the rest of the day. I didn't say a word. Then finally he's like, what's going on? I was. I told him I had a bruise on my wrist. No kidding! It's that hard. Yes. So we were staying at Disney. I reported it. Do you know? I've never heard another word about it. Never. You know what? This is irritable, Jessica. <laughs> thanks for sharing that insight with us. See, is that these characters get irritable. Now I've got my own uh, experience. You know, they you never they never talk. Mm-hmm. Although when I asked Tigger to take a picture with Suzette many years ago when we were dating, we went down there. He went. He went. He started like tarlicking inside the suit and stuck his arms out. I said, "Easy, Tigger, down, boy." He actually made a sound, which I thought was pretty impressive. But I got Tigger to make a sound. Uh, I got a, okay. So where are we at? Red Sox shut out the Yankees three nothing. Phillies six three over the Mets. NBA Philadelphia beat Milwaukee eighty nine eighty eight to take a three games to two lead in that series. Sunny mid sixties today. Tonight clear, cool around forty, and tomorrow clouds in the afternoon and around seventy. Right now it is. 48 at 842. Beth. Yeah. You can say, go ahead, say Red Sox. I'm not getting into this with you guys. We'll see Come, what happens You can in enjoy October. it. Your man did his job. He, he kicked ass. I know he you did. Could, I am perfectly well it. aware of what happened. Believe we take me, it. I am savoring it in my private time. I'm not. We're big boys. We can handle it. Psycho you Dan, go. power to the people. See, I will discuss it with Psycho. No way. Okay. Take advantage of it, Beth. You go, Psycho. Speak on it. <laughs> the Red Sox kicked the crap out of the Yankees. Not yesterday. only that, they shut them out. Three to nothing. Shut out. Scoreless. For Beautiful story. Right. Tell Reader's Digest, will you? 13 Ks for Pedro. And Pedro did a good job. No, there's no doubt about it. He finally got a win. And then you hear Thank from you. the likes of Sean this morning. Well, it's about time for all that money. Yeah, I know. They can't just accept says. that they lost. Accept right. it, Sean, before it destroys you. Yeah, we'll see you guys in October, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, you'll watch it, but we're taking a break. Coming back, and we're going to be talking to Nora. Where is this? Nora Hayden, who wrote two books. How to Satisfy Your Man and Have Him Beg for More. And another book, How to Satisfy Your Woman and Have Her Beg for More. Okay? So she's going to be calling in. We'll get a chance to talk to her. I got some questions. And Beth, you're uh, entering into the wide world of marital uh, relations. Maybe you have some questions you want to ask in advance. Think about it. Okay. Uh, well, let's say, let's get some traffic before we take a break for spots. Psycho Dan? Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 30 million people hear what you got to say. Oh, it's going to be awesome. As far as the quality of it. We didn't argue with them much. On Radio 104. Hey, um, I don't do this very often, but Dan Shadel is a longtime fan of mine who... 
apparently stalked me a bit, but never crossed that line. <laughs> That's I'm good. reading here a letter from his friend. It's his 30th birthday. And I want to wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dan. Tomorrow on D-Snyder Radio, special news segment, entertainment news. A lot going on in the world of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And Rob Dibble from ESPN Radio's Dan Patrick Show will be calling in to talk about sports. But right now, on the phone, is my pleasure to welcome Nora Hayden to the show, author of two books, How to Satisfy a Woman Every Time and Have Her Beg for More, and How to Satisfy a Man Every Time and Have Him Beg for More, and Keep Him Faithful Forever. Hi, Nora. Hello, Dee. How you doing? (laughs) How are you? I'm doing very good. Uh, Beth Lockwood is here. Am I still... Well, Nora, you say the (laughs) nicest things. You still have Uh, flaming red hair. No, well, I, I had red hair when I was in uh, Strangeland. But you don't have yeah, it anymore? No, now it's back to blonde. No more red hair. Oh, me too. Did you ever see the Angry Red Planet? I starred in it, and I had flaming red hair, and I'm a blonde now, so we're like twins. So you were an actress first? I am an actress. What do you mean, uh, No, well, I mean, well, you're yeah. for, but you're an author. That's why we're here. You're no, an author. No, no, no. I, I starred in about 35 television shows, and I did the Angry Red Planet, which plays on television all the time. And I have real bright red hair then, which I did in those days. But now I am a blonde, and I like blonde better, like you. Yes. Well, I I guess I do have to ask you the question I ask all my guests on the show. Yes, darling. How did Twisted Sister affect your life? Well, I I love the lyrics. The lyrics? Ooh. I love them. They're, you want to know something really strange? They're really tremendously moral lyrics. I mean, they're, they're all about right and wrong, and, and I mean, they're just, I think they're terrific. You actually read my lyrics? Of course I did. <laughs> well, I am flattered, and mm. you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. No, they're tremendous. I mean, they're, they're surprising. I mean, people don't understand, but I mean, and you're, you're against ignorance. I mean, you can't stand stupid people, and you're against phony people, and I mean, they're, they're tremendous. I, um, I'm a big fan. You hear that, Beth? I, you hear that? I heard it all. That's why I was indignant when they called me to Washington. Uh, then they accused me of all these nasty things. But we're not here to talk about me. Let's talk about me, Nora. <laughs> no, <I'll just> talk- <laughs> do I get a chance at all, do <laughs> Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I have perused both books. And I intend to spend a little more time with how to satisfy a woman every time and have her beg for more. It's more important of the two, really, because um, uh, because it, it's almost impossible for a woman to be sexually satisfied by a man um, every time. When during, I'm only talking intercourse now. It's real easy for oral sex or hands or whatever, but it's almost impossible, and Beth will back me up. <gasps> I, you know something? I faked it my whole life until I got this... Uh, technique and nobody ever knew because i'm an academy award performer screaming yelling you know and this is what women do d i mean you guys are going to say oh no woman ever did it with me but i gotta tell you something we do it with everybody because guys don't know how to make love right i've been with nora i've been with well beth you know beth is the pilgrim she has never had sex oh Uh, oh, how wonderful (laughs) you're you're a virgin I'm not going to discuss. I'm not going to discuss it. That's great. <laughs> That's very. But but I, but I'm willing to talk about it. I'm very open. Oh, good. Um, I've been with the same woman for 25 years now. Nora. Oh, congratulations. Yes, that, that's pretty impressive, especially in the entertainment industry, wouldn't you say? Oh my God, it's, you hardly ever hear of it. 
Yeah, and we, uh, yeah, and 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 we have four kids, and um, I will say that Suzette has never pretended. <laughs> she's never. So she, if if it's not happening for her, she's not going to put on a put a fake performance on for uh -huh. me. I don't know. Now I don't know which I'd rather have because I'm reading your book and it's amazing in your survey the percentage of women who claim to have either always faked having orgasms. That was me. I was one of those. Or, or most of the time, or some of the time, but there wasn't one person there who said they never faked it. I'm telling you, you don't understand. Uh, it, it, physiologically, men are built so totally different. And for a woman, we're only talking intercourse now. Remember that. I mean, other ways right. it's easier. But the most incredible way to have the top of your wife's head come off is to use the technique that I came up with. It is foolproof. And within 10 minutes, or even eight minutes, depending on how good you are, um, you will ha give her the greatest pleasure she's ever had in her entire life. And this Do is it an in the <laughs> butt. <laughs> this is an intercourse technique. Yes, yes, Beth. I'm telling you, I'm sending you. I, I just learned that you're getting married, you lucky girl. Thank you. Yes, yes. And I am going to send you a copy of both books. I, I'm, you know, this is this is going to change. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life truly. Um, well, he, did you see that letter at the end of the book that guy wrote who had married yes, for I did. 18 years? Yes, I did. Isn't that incredible? It is an incredible book. This guy, uh, Beth, heard Nora on a radio show right. initially. Right. And she had been married for 18 years yes. and, you know, and a very successful marriage. And, but this just goes to show you, this is why I will be taking this book and reading How to Satisfy a Woman Every Time and Have Her Beg for More. Because even after 25 years, first of all, you know, we've got a very, uh, we're very into each other. Great. But I was automatically going, well, geez, I really didn't even know that or I didn't realize that. After 25 years. Yeah, it's 25 amazing. years. It's amazing. And, and this guy in the letter was thinking about cheating, was thinking about possibly getting a divorce because as much as he loved his wife, she didn't want to make love. She, you know, she's never had an orgasm. And and so after he read the book and he tried the technique, which she didn't want to do because she didn't want to, quote, fail again, you know, and feel guilty about it because she'd never, they tried everything. They'd gone to shrinks. They got, went to marriage manuals. I mean, marriage um, uh, brokers. What do you call them? Marriage counselors. Uh, uh, shrinks, you know, mm -hmm. uh, counselors. And um, she, it, nothing worked. And so when he did the technique, she fought it and fought it. And finally, he made her have an orgasm. And you want to know something, Dee and Beth? Yes. This is what every woman wants. She wants her husband to take charge of her body. She wants him to know what to do. She doesn't want to say, um, honey, um, a little higher, uh, sweetheart, a little faster. She doesn't want to do that. She wants him to know. And that's what this technique tells you exactly what to do. I read the technique. How to I've, do it. It's very I exciting. read the technique. And, well, I, first of all, you know, I gave the books to Beth. And, and, and Beth is a little bit on the straight side, though. I don't want to tell you that right oh, now. I'm, which is, I'm on the straight side, too. Which is good. Because that's the contrast between me and I mean, even though I'm a moral guy, we are very uh, you know we're different people. But that makes the show work. But the but the thing I handed her a book, I said, "Well, take a look at it." And she gives me back. She goes, "It's kind of graphic, D." And then when I was looking at it, the book was a graphic. There's a section in the beginning where, and I understand the reason, you take a number of quotations from Penthouse Forum, from uh, pornographic books, describing... Well, some of the books are like really mainstream books, but that's, you know, people write about sex in these books. But you were showing men's perceptions on how 
they're satisfying their woman. And basically, it was putting her through a wall. It, it, sounds, it sounds sexy. It sounds, you know, he um, grabbed her, ripped off her blouse, threw her to the floor. I mean, this is what men think is sexy. And it sounds sexy, but Cavemen. it doesn't work for women. It really, well, it really doesn't. Well, but that's why, and, and when I'm reading this, I'm going, okay, I get the point here. It's, uh, the point is that, uh, that we have, our perceptions are very different, and you went to describe that it's not about how hard you can be, and I don't mean that in the literal sense, it's about being more soft, well, being a little more tender, a, a little more teasing, it's teasing. And, and I'll tell you something, when, when Beth, when you read the book, mm -hmm. it's going to turn you on because you are going to know that this is exactly what is going to make you, make the top of your head come off because it is really exciting. And your husband-to-be, when you are married, your husband <laughs> is going to be in charge of your body. And what a turn-on this is. Now, let me ask you this. Was it trial and error on your part that you discovered this no, technique? No, I, I had been faking it all my life, and I uh, wrote a book, uh, a, a book about love. This was about... 20 years ago and I did the survey and um, I just put it in and you know I knew I was faking but honest to goodness I thought nobody else was I thought I was the only one doing this because nobody in those days talked about it sure. and I did the survey and I put down just for my own curiosity have you ever faked it well as Dee said at the beginning I mean it was like unbelievable every single woman said she faked it some of the time and most of them said they faked it every time and I thought oh my god because of the pressure because you feel like the, the, and, the guy's going to feel like a jerk exactly and a point of interest. They could because they want their husbands to think <clears throat> they're sexy and that the husband is a tiger. I mean, she loves her guy. That's why they're together. And but a point of interest, uh, Nora, I want to point out that in the men's survey, when you yeah. asked them that, you asked if you thought, if they husbands thought their wives were faking it, and yeah. it was like 46%. It was like really low. They didn't really, most guys didn't think that their wives were faking the orgasms. Oh, I've got to tell you something. When I have done shows, I cannot tell you how many people have said to me, people call, you know, call in shows, and they'll say, well, I know lots of women fake it, but uh, my woman doesn't. And it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, I mean, every man thinks that he, his wife, would never do that. But you want to know something? It's sensitivity on her part. She's not lying to him. It's like if you showed a picture of your kid, uh, D, and your kid is not gorgeous. Well, I'm not going to use you because your kids probably are gorgeous. But they actually are, but uh, don't know how that happened. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, you're, you're not going to... shows you a picture of their kid, and the kid has got buck teeth and cross eyes, and you're not going to... You're going to say, oh, what a beautiful child. Because, you, you know, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You and you're can't sensitive handle to, the truth. To people's feelings. And that's why women do it to their husbands. That's why we fake it. But I don't have to fake it anymore. Believe me. Yes, well, this, uh, this book was great. Now, uh, this is How to Satisfy a Woman Every Time, which has sold over 2.5 million copies, Beth. Unbelievable. It's been, now, you know, it was uh, 62 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, and it was number one. And um, it's, um, it's been just phenomenal. I mean, and it's all over Europe. It's, uh, it's been a tremendous thing. It was the biggest selling book in the United States. Number one of all the books in 1993. You know, we were well, joking the other day, too, in the office. Now, I know you have to get going, but the, the other book, How to Satisfy a Man, was just really just a one sheet. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, of, that's like a joke. Like, you know, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't say I disagree, but the and I, I but basically the way to keep your man is basically fillet him every day. 
That's what you say, basically. Well, what I'm saying is that women do not understand how important sexual excitement is to a man. They, they, we're not talking sex and we're not talking love. We're talking sexual excitement. And if a woman allows it to get boring, you know, really get boring like she doesn't care, she's not, you know, she, she's more interested in her kids and her work and her house and blah, 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 then the man is going to go somewhere else because there are lots of women out there who a man works with. And you know, and she and the women are going to be having eyes, and they can sense if a man is not you know tied to his wife. And it's really sad, and this is why um, this is why divorces happen because you know people say, well, sex isn't that important, love is the most important thing. Well, love is the most important thing, but the deepest expression of love is sex. You know, you yeah, but guys are we, you. You make some points because we're pretty we're pretty simple, we're pretty easy. You know, you basically say if we leave, if we go away satisfied, when we're satisfied is basically achieving orgasm, then we're not going to be looking around the rest of the day. That's right. For some for something yeah, else. Your wife cares bitches. for you, and that she that she cares to keep you happy. You know, I mean, I have so many quotes from so many people, uh, you know, famous people that that did, uh, you know, divorce guys. I'm talking about, and uh, you know, they said, "Oh, I, you know, I'm basic." One guy says, "I'm basically a very a faithful person." That is, if I feel loved, and you know, and if a woman isn't paying attention, you know, it's like that great quote: um, "Pay attention instead of alimony." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and which is true. Okay. You, you know, love is something that is a daily active thing. It isn't just some passive thing that, oh, yeah, sure, I love my husband, or yeah, I love my butt. wife. You've got to show it. It's, it's very important. Well, but here's if I want to ask you a question because I know you've got another interview coming up. And one thing I did notice perusing both books, which most people won't do, mm-hmm. is that in book one, How to Satisfy a Woman Every Time, Have Her Beg for More, you say that a woman wants the man to take control. Absolutely. Yes. In book two, how to satisfy a man every time and have him beg for more. You say the man wants the woman to take control. Absolutely. Well, how do you both take control? What? We just how do you take, both do you take, take turns? You, you, you take turns. You see, when oh. you read the book, I go into great detail in how to satisfy a man about how you take turns. And in, in how to satisfy a woman, I, you know, the technique is so phenomenal, and it works every single time. So that way, the man has to take control. He isn't, you know, so many books say a woman has to be in charge of her own orgasm. A woman has to, you know, masturbate and all this. That's the only reason they say that is because women have given up hope, given up totally that her husband is going to know how to give her an orgasm. I'm Somebody's but this bitch. technique, absolutely, 100% money-back guarantee, every single time, it's, it's going to you know, make the top of your head come off. And it really does work every time. I am going to do this. When, I am going to yeah. use this book. 25 years in, how to satisfy a woman every time I have her beg for more. i got to admit that although I've played with the technique inadvertently, if you know what I mean, like uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I could say, oh, you know what, now that Nora's mentioned it, I did notice... That kind of thing developing, that reaction, and I don't want to give oh, it all away here. And I said, but I never followed it through by just saying, you know, saying it's, it's the teasing thing, That's saying right. no. It's, it'll drive her crazy, and it's so exciting. For her, the most exciting thing of all is that she knows now that he knows what to do. It isn't going to be an accident. He has taken charge of her body. He knows exactly what to do, because I, I pointed out, you do this, you do that, you do this. And it's so simple. I mean, we're not talking about hanging from a chandelier. Mm. We're talking about just intercourse done a little bit different than he ever did before. But man, what a difference that makes. So wow. basically, if guys are going to read one book this year, 
This should be the book. How to Satisfy yeah. a Woman. That's exactly Now, just one right. thing. I guess it's probably best if you commit it to memory, because it's not really good <laughs> if you have the book by the bedside and you're, <laughs> and you're paging through. I mean, you don't even have to, you know, it's like three <laughs> steps, and, it, and that's it. And it's, and it's fabulous. I mean, it's really, it'll, it'll change your whole marriage. I really mean it. And your wife will beg you for more. She will say, uh, can we do that again? I mean, it's unbelievable what's going to happen to your wife. Truly. Well, I'm like I said, 25 years in. That's the thing I tell people. Say, what's? How do you have a successful marriage? I say, you got to continually work at it. Oh yeah. So 25 years in, I'm certainly not one to sort of say, you know what? I can't learn anything else. I want to say, Nora Hayden has shown me something new to try, and I'm going to give it a damn try. That's and so Nora, I'm going to let you know how it works. All right? So open-minded. That's so great. Well, of course, I know it from the from your lyrics, the words, and everything like that. Yeah. Well, Nora Hayden, how to satisfy a woman every time have her beg for more, and how to satisfy a man every time and have him beg for more. Which, by the way, everything you're saying here is is totally true Can about I the guys. Can website out, Dee? Please, please. Of course, go for it. I have a website which is Nora N A U R A. That's Gaelic. You know, I'm Irish. N A U R A dot com is my website, and there's a um, toll free number eight 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 forty five Nora N A U R A. And of course, it's in every bookstore. I mean, every bookstore in America has it. But it might be easier if they want to go to the website. You know. Right. Nora, do you know what a donkey punch is by any chance? Do I what? <laughs> a don- there's, there's, somebody has to tell us a, a, what? a donkey punch. It's apparently some bizarre sex thing. <laughs> and here are the guys, they laugh and, and nobody's telling us what it means. I thought maybe you might know. You're an expert. Donkey punch. Nora, I don't think you need to write about it in any book. It I'm sure be. it's something horrible. I'm sure she's written, you know, complete subject on the book, but this is, it yeah, should be someone sharing. It should be Nora, somewhere in her glossary. Hayden, thank you very much for calling in. I, I hope, hope to I'm talk to you again you, sometime. I hope I'm going to do your show in person someday because I really want to meet you. Well, if you're up this way, you are welcome to come down to the show. Okay, Nora? Hey. Uh, it's a pleasure. We'll talk to you again sometime. Thanks, Nora. Nora Hayden, Goodbye. everybody. Bye, Beth. Good Thanks, luck. Nora. Bye-bye, everybody. All right. Uh, we're taking a break. We're coming back. We've got On the Road with Mudbone, brand new one. And some news, Beth? Because we kind of got cut short on the last one. How's that we feel did? for you? Okay. Well, that, well, I don't. I know Nick's put news up there, and that's why I'm <laughs> checking with you. Okay, I'll get something together. Okay, see that, uh, and uh, that's what it says right here. Okay, Beth will pull something together, and look for Nora Hayden's new book, "How to Execute a Perfect Donkey Punch Every Time." <laughs> <laughs> Do Stick it around for more D Snyder Radio. <laughs> it's Radio 104. D Snyder Radio. Zip zip. I'm on Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to D Snyder Radio. Stop sucking. Right now. What do you mean? I'm D Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Ow. Tomorrow on D-Sider Radio, what the hell am I going to do this weekend? Yes, it's Friday already. Already? Yes, already. The weekend's ahead of us. And you want to know what's going on? We're here to tell you. Also, be sure to go to Radio104.com and click on the Peeps poll. And not only answer the survey questions for next week's D-Sider Radio Family Feud, but also there's a special question where we ask you for your favorite moments from D-Sider Radio over the past year. 
We're compiling the results and we're going to be putting your choices on the second annual D-Day 2 commemorative CD. And just so you know, uh, we've got the prostate exam in the hood, at home with Mudbone, Mudbone's penis, interview with CeCe DeVille, Gene Simmons, Shame of the City, Talking Dirty, D. Snyder Radio Family Feud, and Sagan's Avas. They're in. They're on. They're covered. We're so, if you go back or you have other thoughts for other things that you found of particular interest or uh, you'd like to see on that CD, uh, just go to, like I said, Radio104.com, click on the Peace Ball, and jot them down on the question there, okay? Well, let's get something away, D. A really big show happening at the Meadows on Saturday, August 18th. Matchbox 20, here they are, with Train. It's a really neat double bill. Kind of mellow, but a nice August 18th kind of show. So what we're doing is giving away a pair every hour today from 9 to 5 in honor of tickets going on sale. <laughs> Not that mellow, it's Mark's day. On uh, June 2nd, this Saturday, uh, for the show at the Meadows on August 18th. So if you'd like a pair, before you can buy them, call us right now. Call our 10 at 860-666-4444. Right on. I've got some reaction. Who is this? Matchbox 20? Yeah. Is that mellow? Uh, they, mm, I wouldn't say they ever really rock out, but they, they groove. I mean, they groove. would you say they groove, Nick? Is this the singer who was with Santana? Rob yeah, Thomas. Right. Yeah, The singer of this band? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah he, he actually just sang with Queen. I like things. them. Yeah, I think they're good. He sang with Queen on We Will Rock You or We Are the Champions, one or the other, for that first night uh, soundtrack. Anyway, got some reactions here. Um, Genghis John, just want to say uh, thank you for a very nice letter supporting me uh, when I talked about the Senate hearings and how I felt that they weren't at the time the best thing for my career. Uh, just saying that it meant a lot to him when he was growing up. I appreciate that letter. Uh, also regarding the 100 most shocking moments in rock and roll, subject Elvis and Nixon. The shocking thing about the Elvis-Nixon meeting in the White House wasn't that they met. It was what Elvis had with him. He had a chrome-plated forty-five caliber revolver, and he made it all the way into the Oval Office with it. And he gave it to Nixon as a gift. In return, Nixon made Elvis an honorary Drug Enforcement Agency <laughs> agent. I remember that, yeah. So that was what was pretty shocking. Uh, so there we go. And then uh, we got, um, what's this guy's name here? Oh, no, Eric from Waterbury. He's put together the top five most shocking moments of D. Snyder Radio. Mm. And by the way, Joanne from Oakville won the tickets to see Matchbox 20 and Train, so you can stop calling right now. Uh, there are more tickets being given away, Nick, All day, today? 9 to 5, every hour, a pair. Well, there you go. So you can check in, 9 to 5. Uh, Will Cow's coming up next. He'll have something for you. Okay. So the top five most shocking things on D. Snyder Radio. Number five, Nick shooting off his mouth about Woolkit girls. Apparently that was very shocking to people hmm. in Woolkit. Number four, that interview with the idiot from the Southern Radio Station about pulling I Want to Rock from John Rocker's intro. Man, that guy was a dick. Remember him? Mm -hmm. What was that guy's name? Paul Feinbaum. Yeah. Good radio name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the South. Um, the number three most shocking thing. Nick getting in the ring with Darkseid. Yeah. That was shockingly Eric's, stupid. <laughs> says, you got big balls, Nick. Uh, number two most shocking thing. When D blew up on Nick, I bet that would be Nick's top shocker on the show. Mm -hmm. And I yelled at Nick. 
Number one most shocking thing has to be the placenta eating. Yeah. Eric says, "Still yeah. shocking." Yeah, that was. I, I don't. I don't know if we'll ever top it. I don't know if I ever if I want to top it. Good call. Okay. Uh, on to the subject of shaving body hair. Remember, we, just, we recapped that yesterday. Well, Shorty P writes in, says, As for the subject of hair on men, the less hair, the better. I don't mind the small amount of chest hair, but that the any hair on the back is such a turnoff to me. So all of you men, remove the back hair, and if your chest is too hairy, remove that too. Again, less hair, the better, guys. That's all over the body. Doxide, you're not going nowhere with Shorty P. Nope. <laughs> uh, Genghis John says, I think the real reason Nick shaves his taint is so the bottle will have a smooth ride up his... Hello! Oh. Oh. <laughs> Still can't overcome that. <laughs> and this letter says, Dear D, unfortunately I don't get to write as often as I would like, but today's discussion about trimming one's body hair had me practically in tears. As a member of the Hairy Back Club for Men, I can feel your pain. As for Nick, I do hear him on this one. I, too, trim those nether regions for those special someones. But, would, but I never shave it again. See, he, sh he tried shaving it. Once was enough for me. Though Nick may enjoy a burning crotch all day, most men find it rather, I don't know, Painful. No, that's the thing about the buzzers. I um, I was surprised. The razor, the Mach Three, although will give you a really clean shave down there, uh, you could get a little burn from it. But the buzzers, it's really nice, very smooth, no rash, no nothing. Yeah, but it's the growing period that's got to be itchy. No, yeah, he's saying if you fine. don't shave it down, you don't get the little bristle because if because it has some hair. The buzzer leaves some kind of stubble already there. Uh, yeah, that's pretty uh, cool. Oh, um, by the that's way, not right. <laughs> a listener called uh, called in to say it wasn't Rob Thomas who sang with Queen. It was Robbie Williams. Oh. Who's Robbie Williams? He's British. Oh, okay, good. I didn't figure out how Rob Thomas fit it. I don't know who Robbie Williams is. <laughs> that guy sang with Queen? All right, well, time now for some news. Well, it's been planned for a long time, and now, finally, shovels will hit the ground for the first time today in Hartford's Adrian's Landing Project. Governor John G. Rowland, Hartford Mayor Mike Peters, and other dignitaries are expected to attend the groundbreaking ceremony at 1230. The project includes a convention center, hotel, and retail shops. Working on it right down the street from our very station. I've been here two years now. They've been talking about it since I got here. That was mm -hmm. going on before I got here? They've been talking about it for quite some time. <laughs> These things I take time, D. Okay. When you started radio, was that when it came out as a news story? <laughs> <laughs> a little later than that, but it <laughs> seems like it's been that long. Well, Timothy McVeigh okay. expected to decide today whether he'll ask a judge to block his June 11th execution. The stay would be based on thousands of pages of documents the FBI turned over late. The convicted Oklahoma City bomber had previously denied all appeals. Die like a man, you coward! Coward! A, a woman in Florida who was upset because her french fries were cold allegedly shot out a window at a McDonald's there. The incident happened at a branch in Orlando near the Universal Studios theme park. No one was injured, luckily. But several families were frightened, according to reports. Store manager said the customer had been unhappy because her fries were cold and because of that, shot out a window. She shot out the window because the fries were cold? Allegedly. 
Maybe I should be a little tougher with uh, with my drive through people. Mm-hmm. If that's what they, you know, if that, did that get their attention? I think so. <laughs> I was, I mean, people, some people get really upset. Like, to me, some of this stuff is like, it's an aggravation, but, you know, it's not something you get that upset about. No, it's just fries. You know that that's obviously the last straw for somebody. You know, everything is wrong in your life and cold fries, that's it. Yeah, I was at a drive-thru um, coffee place on Long Island this weekend that I uh, frequent. And there was, seemed to be the woman in front of me was kind of clearly, you know, by her gestures, was having some words and, with the people. And then all of a sudden, she like stomped on the gas pedal and like sped out. And I said, what was the problem? And the guy said, well, the guy was putting the lid on her coffee and it fell on the floor. And he picked it up and was going to put it back on her coffee, and she saw him. Well, I would have a little problem with that, too. Yeah, well, I don't say he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And, she said, and she said, hey, don't do that. Put that lid on my coffee. So uh, they didn't. They changed it. And she said, do you have a card with the number of the man, owner of this place? I want to call and complain. <laughs> so, yeah, she was really upset. And they said, you no good son of a <laughs> yeah, she was... <laughs> exactly. And they, they said, well, first of all, even if they had a card, is the employee going to go, oh, yeah, here it is. <laughs> right. Here, my name's Bob Smith. Yeah. Here's uh, my employee sure, number. Yeah. Make sure you get it right. I'll pick up my check on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like steaming. Wow. It hardly seems worth it. That's what I'm saying. A man burned his bottom after sitting on the Arc de Triomphe's eternal flame in a bid to put it out. <laughs> the unnamed man was quickly removed from the Paris landmark, which commemorates the French who died during World War One. His injuries are not reported to be serious. The flame has been burning since 1921 over a grave containing the unidentified remains of a French soldier who died in the war. He tried to put it out with his ass. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like you always say, D, idiocy is its own worst punishment. Yeah, as I say, he's got a name now. He's uh, uh, Le Idiot, as they say in French. <laughs> Le Idiot. How about a bucket of water, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> you know? no kidding. Some people. Well, it's uh, Spin Magazine's turn to put out a little list, and they have chosen the top tours of all time. Concerts of that concert tours that changed the world. Well, I don't know if we changed the world, but sure, we gave a few good shows. I'm, I assume I'm on there. Well, I only have just the top five. Oh, okay. But I, I assume number that six. You're really on the you know the full you know spin usually puts out two three hundred on these lists, so you, you probably make it. But here we have. Uh, wait, wait. Gene Simmons is uh, here. He says, "Um, I assume Kiss is uh, numbers one through twenty-five. Well, there must be the also greatest band in the world is Kiss. <laughs> a glaring omission. But from bottom up here, the entire touring history of the Grateful Dead. Oh yeah. Well, I nice. mean, it's Ooh. the criteria Ooh. is D, and to be fair, I mean they say change the world, but I guess you know heavily influenced, and really, people quit jobs and just set out on the road to follow the Grateful Dead. It was an experience. Certainly, they have sold a few concert tickets. Yeah, just and a people. Few. And have affected people's lifestyles. It's a very different vibe than a show that you would have put on, but nonetheless, yes. making the list. Preceded by Madonna's 1985 <sighs> Virgin Tour. Oh. 
Yes. What is that's responsible Boring. for the uh, cheapening of the women of America or what? <laughs> that was four. Number three is the Beatles' 1965 tour of America. Wasn't Good choice. there. Yeah. But uh, the Beatles, come on. Number two is the 1986 Raising Hell tour, which featured Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, and LL Cool J. And I don't remember that tour. Wow, I missed that one. Yeah, so did I. Big, well, it was probably the first time you had white rappers and black rappers mm. together crossing over, you know, to, uh, to an interracial community. It was a big deal, mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. And do you want to try to guess the number one tour that... <laughs> <laughs> I think Darkseid's making his, his guess. Sorry, it's not Guns N' Roses, Darkseid. Are you sure? You might want to check it I'm pretty sure. Is it uh, Kiss? I have it right in, in front of me. It's not. I have tapes of this at KissOnline.com. It's not. It's not Kiss and it's Shun. not Damn. Guns N' Roses. It's a package tour. The Glam Slam Metal Jam? <laughs> Poison? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Named oh, Lollapalooza. Number one tour of all time to change the world, according to Spin. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm sure Backstreet Boys have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> the Black and Blue Tour. And obviously that include that did not include comedy tours. No. Craig Guest, St. Marquis, that legendary <laughs> tour. <laughs> going out into the northeastern corner of Connecticut. Over, just spilled over into Massachusetts. A Florida factory worker says she faces several more surgeries, but is happy to be alive after being scalped by a drill machine. Oh, my God. Norma Miller has already undergone hours of surgery. She was cleaning out the machine when a rotating bar grabbed her hair, then tore off her hair and scalp from her forehead to the back of her neck. Oh. From her hospital room, Ms. Miller said, snap your fingers, it was that fast. She said she was working oh. on a new machine that didn't have a protective guard. No comment, surprisingly. Not surprisingly, from the company. Oh, my God. How gruesome is that? Well, if you got to have it torn off, I guess it's better to have it go that fast. Oh. Snap your fingers. like She probably didn't even feel it. Oh. Uh, old school. That's old school right there. Yeah. <laughs> Scalping. Yeah. I was wow. Saying, I would say. That's horrible. Well, this is interesting. Old school. And this is happening in Italy, but who knows if it'll happen here. A 15-year-old boy is suing his father, claiming his asthma is caused by his father's smoking. Excuse me, Sean wants to know if that thing will tear off genitals as well. <laughs> Probably, I'd be careful. Like that. <laughs> so he's suing his father? Yeah, the 15-year-old boy says his father goes through two backs a day, and despite his best efforts and those of the mother and local health authorities and even a priest, he refuses to stop smoking in the family's apartment. So the boy and his mother have now lost patience, and they're asking for a separation, and the son is filing damages for about a half a million dollars. <laughs> Right. He said, quote, I want my father out of the house if he doesn't give up smoking. How terrible of a father are you if your kid suffers from asthma and you are in the house around your kid smoking two packs a day? You're a terrible, terrible human being. Kids should be outside while the father's smoking. <laughs> Have some respect. Why don't you shut up? That's old school right there. That's old school. No, you've got... 
your whole your 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 rights go out the friggin' window when you bring a kid into this world. At least as far as priorities go, number one completely changes. Dark side, Dave. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying. I mean, do you feel that? Do you realize that? Absolutely. All the, the freedoms you that do, you took, all the liberties that you took for yourself, gone. You got to say, all right, I have to do for this kid first, and then. You know, if I can fit myself in down the line, that's great. But I got to do the right thing by my kid. That's 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 horrendous. Your, now, your kid is suing you for damages, and you're still smoking two packs a day. At the same time, on the other end, I would say, I mean, I'm not a dad, dick, but. I would say that the kid has no rights. How can a kid have any rights? I mean, he's not working. What, he doesn't he's have not the right supporting to have clean the family. Air. What? He, he doesn't, doesn't have the right to have clean air? He's a kid, for God's sakes. That's he's got the, asthma. That's, he's got a problem. That's the way it is in the guy's house. <laughs> You're a freaking scumbag. <laughs> I'm not saying particularly with this. Obviously, that's going a little bit far. But, I mean, overall, how does the kid have any rights, you know? Largely, you abide by the rules and regulation of your Jack home, Jack. but your health should not be put in jeopardy. This is Jack the Jack. same reason why you can't beat your kids, because you risk their health. Well, you see, the kids, you, I, you see, you're saying that about their rights, but you have to watch out for them. They can't fend for themselves. Mm. You got to provide for them and you got to take care of them. You got to make sure they're safe. That's all on your shoulders. So I'm not saying that the kids just do whatever they want to do, but you got to make the right decisions for them. And Dark Side, though, you shouldn't be so quick to judge because. As soon as Connor's old enough and he comes down, he's going to sue you for that second-hand high. He comes down. A supermarket tabloid is offering actor Robert Blake $100,000 to take a lie detector test to clear himself of suspicion in the mysterious murder of his wife. While, of course, lie detector tests are generally not allowed as evidence in court, the star, editor-in-chief Tony Frost, says Blake has nothing to lose. Quote, if Mr. Blake has nothing to hide, what better way is there of removing the umbrella of suspicion? Well, lie detector tests are proven to be inaccurate. Mm -hmm. So he stands something great to lose if he's not a good lie detector test taker. And there are people who can be guilty and take a lie detector test. Some people can take them well. Mm -hmm. You can't handle the truth! Exactly, so I could see every reason not to do that. Of course not. Why are you... Well, I suppose if you need the money, but I don't know why you'd play a game with the tabloids. Yeah, for $100,000. Doesn't seem worth mm -hmm. it. Well, you know, Rosie O'Donnell has her magazine out. used to be McCall's, and now it's called Rosie's, and she's on the cover every month. That's usually a huge bitch. With a different celebrity. Well... Get ready if you're on the line at the supermarket next to possibly look away because the upcoming issue that's coming out in a few weeks will feature Rosie wearing a hospital gown mm. and no makeup, no retouching, as is just upon her release from the hospital. Why? I've no idea, but... For some reason, she's decided that she's going to do that. That's what? an you're, attention getter. You're, you're acting like she looks so incredible with the makeup <laughs> on. <laughs> it's better. The, the whole thing is, I mean, I guess I sort of see her point. She wants to be a regular gal and all, but it's the cover of a magazine. You think you want to look your best. 
Yeah, well, let me know when the issue comes out, when she comes out of the closet, okay? <laughs> because that's the issue I'll be buying <laughs> with um, a girlfriend. Well, Survivor, you know, was such a huge hit here, but like we were talking about in that poll before, some things just don't translate over in Great Britain, and it's not doing all that well. TV Guide Online says the first season with Richard and Kelly and Susan has just started airing, and the ratings are already dropping more than 6% from the first week to subsequent episodes. Instead, they're watching The Weakest Link and EastEnders, which is a soap opera over there, both beating Survivor. They aren't into it like they were here. Do they, but do they know the outcome already? Like that, over you know, here that's a we good point. They, they probably element. do, yeah. It's, everything's been, you know, I mean, dark side. If you knew the outcome in advance and you knew and even the week to week was available, you know, would you uh, be interested in watching the show? I definitely don't think it would be like a, a religious type mm -hmm. of watching like I, I do with the Survivor Series. Like, I have to watch it every week or else I'll go crazy. If I already knew the outcome, I don't think I'd be that into it. You know, I can miss a week or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah so I think that I think matter. that's got to be yeah. killing them. That's got to be killing the show. How can you really judge the show? Good point, Snyder. I'd still watch it, but not as mm -hmm. much, you know. And finally, the Minnesota house where Bob Dylan took his first steps is for sale. A Maryland woman who bought the home nearly five years ago is auctioning it on eBay. Dylan lived in the home in Duluth until he was six. The owner started the bidding at eighty-five thousand dollars, but so far there are no takers. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't an essay of his just sell for $30,000 or something like that, and now no one will even buy the house? It must be really run down. And I don't it's know, in maybe, Duluth. Yeah, maybe the word's not out there yet. Yeah. I mean, who's, and who wants to live in Duluth? That's the thing. Why the hell do you think Bob moved? They should move the house. They should put it next to Tom Thumb's house <laughs> and have make museums out of them. <laughs> Maybe they get some attraction. They should auction Tom Thumb's house. I wonder whose house would bring, bring more money. Hmm. Tom Thumb's house or Bob Dylan's house? Head-to-head matchup. Interesting. Duluth. Uh, I don't think, you know, it doesn't, that's a big purchase. Yeah. Duluth, living in Bridgeport. A house. Duluth, Bridgeport. Mm. Interesting. Maybe they're making a crappy, maybe it's a crappy house. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay, you do the sports, that's right. You Baseball, Red Sox, 3 nothing over the Yankees. Phillies beating the Mets 6-3. NBA, Philadelphia, close one, 89-88 over Milwaukee. That series now three games to two in favor of Philly. Mostly sunny, mid-60s today, tonight clear. Low around 40, and tomorrow some clouds come in in the afternoon, and a high around 70. Right now it's 50 at 940. Well, hopefully you've heard about it already. But D-Day 2, the second anniversary of D-Snyder Radio, is coming. Friday, June 29th, is D-Day, all day, at Six Flags, Flags, here I go again, Six Flags, New England, in Agawam, Massachusetts. Not only will we be broadcasting live from the Batman Theater at Six Flags, New England, between 6 and 10 a.m., uh, by the way, 6 to 9 is by invitation only, I'll explain that to you later, but... All day long, Radio 104 will broadcast live from Six Flags. Wilkow, Chaz, and Carlito will all be broadcasting live from the Superman Ride of Steel. Should be interesting broadcasts while they're on talking as Superman goes by in the background, people screaming their lungs out. But uh, it's going to be a good time. And here's the deal. We're going to have more than 1,000 guests, invitees, to our broadcast 
performances by local legends The Flames and Seven Mary Three. Who you know that song, Cumbersome, is a big hit. They got a new single called Wait and a new CD called Economy of Sound. The other kinds of things there, people who are invited will get all sorts of gifts and tchotchkes and get to experience the uh, D. Snyder Radio Show firsthand. Special guests will be on hand. Of course, we'll be broadcasting over the airwaves for those of you listening at home. So how do you get invited? Well, we're giving away tickets between now and D-Day. And as we forget, progress and get closer and closer, more and more tickets will be given away by other airships as well. So be listening for that. But after 9 o'clock, we're going to open the doors and anybody can come down. And with a special downloadable coupon, which will be posted online soon, admission to Six Flags for that day will be $10.04. This is roughly $25 savings per ticket. So if you've been thinking of going with a bunch of friends, it's a Friday, or maybe you've been thinking about taking the, taking the kids, this is the day to take off, take the kids, save tons of dough, and come join the party at 9 a.m. at Six Flags. You'll get a chance to see a bit of, the, of, our, of our show. And also watch Seven Mary Three perform as well. Okay, so um, we'll have more information on that downloadable coupon. Is it there yet or no? No, it'll yeah. be up uh, next week. Okay, so I mean, but the thing's the show's not till the twenty ninth, so you got plenty of time. You don't have to worry about that. Do listen to D Sider Radio for more details on how you can win your invitations to D Sider Radio's live broadcast from the Batman Theater at Six Flags New England on Friday, June 29th. And right now, if you're calling number ten at eight six zero six 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 forty four forty four, you and a guest will be invited. Call now, win a pair of invite invitations to the big show. And by the way. The song parody contest, that's when we're giving out the grand prize and the runner-up prizes. We've got three DVD players to give to the runners-up. The grand prize is a SeaDo GTS personal watercraft valued at over eight grand. You can go to Radio104.com to check it out. For the best song parody about D. Snyder Radio, send us your parodies on cassette tape, CD, or digital audio uh, to 10 Columbus Boulevard, Hartford, Connecticut, 06106. Of course, that's D. Snyder Radio. Okay, and as we get them and they're starting to roll in, we'll be playing some on the air as well. And the grand prize will be awarded to the winner right there. And if you've got a hitch on your car, you'll be able to hook up that bad boy and drag that c GTS right out of the friggin' building, okay? Um, okay, so we get, okay, and one other thing I want to tell you, i got to do this right here, because this is the law. I do have to thank the following c dealers for hooking us up. With the Sea-Doo, okay? CT Power and Sport in New London, Landon Sea Marine in Waterbury, Midtown Kawasaki in Rocky Hill, New England Cycle Center in Hartford, New Haven Power Sports in New Haven, RER Motor City in Monroe, Westbrook Power Sports in Westbrook, Yamaha Kawasaki of Putnam, and Thayer's Marine in Norwich. And it's the last day of their special Sea-Doo offer. If you buy one today, you get a debit card for 500 bucks. Uh, and an extended warranty for your Sea-Doo. All right, Tina from Manchester won the invitations. We'll have more to give away tomorrow. Right now, it's time to play What Did We Learn Today. What did you learn today? Tell me. If it's the best, if we like it the best. I don't know if it's the best, but if we like it the best, Beth and I usually decide, but sometimes we go to Dark Side and Nick, get their opinion on it. You'll win a D-Snyder Radio prize pack. So give us a call right now at 860-666-4444 and tell us what you learned. This is D-Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D-Snyder Radio. Call D now. 
666-4444. You may not love me now, but I can try, try, try. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Rudy and back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. email here says uh, subject important for dark side Dave hey Dave F you love Andy man <laughs> Andy F you man yeah friend of you <laughs> friend of dark side oh, yeah. anybody that says F you is a good buddy of mine <laughs> do you know him uh, yeah as a matter of fact I do know him. <laughs> uh, one of your retired friends okay it's always wonderful. Well, uh, it's time to do a little uh, singing, but Dark Side, do we have a sponsor here? Yes, we do. We have two sponsors. Uh, what do we learn today is brought to you by the Catwalk Club, New Haven's premier gentleman's club, and also by <laughs> yeah. what we learn, uh, also awesome. by Town Fair Tire, the best place with the most brands, best prices, and personalized services. Sing it. Don't you love when you see freaky looking things on your computer? Dark side, this top button here. See it next to swap? Yep. It's half a button. <laughs> it just doesn't give you confidence in your thing when you got like weird glitches on the screen. You say, uh oh, this thing's not going to work in two seconds. All right, Will from Manchester's on the phone. Good morning, Will. It's D. Hey, what's up? How are you, man? So, Will, what did you learn today? I learned that Nick would be one bastard of a father. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. He'd be, you know what he'd be doing? He'd be blowing smoke in his kid's face as he laid there in the oxygen tank. I wouldn't tent. do that. I'd just Hold say, on, son, step outside. I'm going to have a smoke. <laughs> tough love. Yep. Longer. <laughs> tough love. Hey, Longer, go outside, you mamby-pamby. Can't take it. So, Beth Lockwood. What did you learn today? I learned that if this radio thing doesn't work out for me, I may consider becoming a Disney character. That seems like a pretty cool job. Half hour on, four hours off. Yeah. It's pretty good. Nice pay, bring joy to children, hang out at Disney World. Seems now, pretty good to me. When we, we've Nick, you've spent some time with Sonar in the locker room and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't say much on the ice, but did he tell you, was it a good gig being Sonar? Uh... He's been doing it for a while. He didn't say anything, but, I mean, I think after they take the head off, they're a little bit embarrassed about well, what they're doing. Nothing against Sonar. I think he's a fine, fine mascot, but he's no Mickey Mouse. I mean, that's the gold standard. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, you want kids on on your legs and grabbing your nose and all over you all day? I would hate it's that not job. your actual nose, Nick. <laughs> Fake nose. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, unless you're Prince Charming or one of the actual people yeah, characters. Yeah. I would say it would be a lot to take to walk around a park all day as even Mickey Mouse and have kids hanging all over you. You got to be nice. Well, that's why they stuff. pay you the big yeah, bucks. That's why okay. they have a screening process. You'd be bumped in round one. I have no <laughs> fear that. of that. <laughs> you Can no you smoke shot, on duty? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dark side, I think you'd fill out the goofy costume pretty damn good. Yeah, I was actually. just thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of uh, Dark Side, Dave, Pete from Hard Hitting New Britain's on the phone. Morning, Pete. Morning, D. How you doing, buddy? Okay, first off, that's a duty. <laughs> I know. I can't, can't tell him enough. Don't use the word do and D back to back. I always Thank forget. you, Pete. So, hey, Pete, uh, what did you learn? I learned that Nick Moonlights is Miss Manners with advice and the proper etiquette of vehicular spewing. Yeah, how <laughs> to properly throw up. How to peel the paint off your Honda Civic. Exactly, and he also seems pretty well versed in proper bathroom etiquette as well. If you heard his shame of the <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hold on a second. Ah, Dark Side Dave. You know what I learned? I learned that once again, my boys in GNR got shunned from yet another freaking list. Can you believe that? Nobody gives them the respect that they deserve. One of the best freaking bands that was ever around. They shunned. Shut up. Best freaking band ever, and they're shunned. I, I like them, but I don't know if they're the best band ever. I'm telling you, the tour back in, what was it, maybe 92, when it was Guns N' Roses, Metallica, and Faith No More opening up You saw bill? that? Oh, my God. Incredible show. Incredible. That I tour heard they changed were, my life. I heard mm. they were really, um, they came away from that tour not looking very good. I'll tell you why. Let me finish. Not for their performance, but they was, their arrogance came through. Like where Metallica came on stage in a timely fashion, took the place apart, mm -hmm. they would go on stage late a lot and stuff oh, like that. Well, I saw them up at Foxborough, and Axel was, I guess, rumor has Axel was being a baby in the back, and... Uh, they came on like an hour late. Yeah, he's and we all, really a prima donna. Oh, God. And the crowds do not dig that because they were throwing stuff around, but it still was an awesome show. Changed my life. It was a good time, and they got Go shunned. Nick. D wipes his ass with Axel. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're going to kiss up, yeah. go for broke. <laughs> I think I have a picture of his backside in my wallet if you can kiss it right here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to Mark from Wallingford. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, D. How are you today? I'm good, man. So, what did you learn today? What I learned was that uh, Dark Side Dave's uh, sexy cohort, the beautiful Miss Troll, has clean feet. <laughs> she must. She what? And you won't accept she has women clean with feet, dirty feet. <laughs> <laughs> you think her little troll feet would get dirty because they don't use shoes, right? But she no, had, she had feet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hold on a second. Sometimes dark <laughs> So they have to be clean if they have feet. <laughs> Perfectly comfortable under the right circumstances with stubs. Right. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, let's see. Let's go to old Nick Lentino or Latino. Mr. Poopy Pants. <laughs> uh... Today I learned that author Nora Hayden, that's her mm -hmm. name, uh, yeah, she knows a lot about how to please a man and how to please a woman and how to have them beg for more, but obviously uh, she is ignorant about the donkey punch. Well, you know, when and you're writing a book on how to please a woman, <laughs> you probably don't have a chapter on punching a woman. <laughs> it's not really, it's more of a love thing. Whip out everything you got and do it in the butt. <laughs> she didn't know about the donkey punch and I mean Because she's her, not an idiot. Her book. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, Nick. And, and 
She didn't even know that it's the summer of the Donkey Punch. <laughs> so I was a little disappointed with that. However, good guess, though. Good guess. I said it before, I, and I will say it again. I had a lot of fun with that interview. His idiocy knows no bounds. <laughs> Boundless. From, from the Ravens on the phone. Craig? Yeah. Good, good morning. It's D. How are you? How's it going? It's going good, man. What'd you learn today, Greg? I learned that had Nick petitioned for um, for the Connecticut to be the cleanest bathroom state a year ago, we could have got a toilet on the back of the new Connecticut quarter instead of the Charter Oak. <laughs> it certainly would have stood out. Yeah. Yes, it certainly would have. Hold on a second, Craig. Yes, well, um, what I learned today... Besides so much from Shame of the City and Nora Hayden and the news and On the Road with Mudbone, is that, you know, British men and American men, although we do rub shoulders on, you know, cert with certain women who appeal to us, other women we just have very, very different opinions. You know, like a Halle, Ber Halle Berry who's like 89 on their list and was like top five on our list, you know? So, uh, but that's saying. They say tomatoes, we say tomatoes. It's mm -hmm. as simple as that. We say ho, they say, well, they say ho as well. All right, we got to pick somebody. Read them and weep. Shawnee, what do we got? All right. Will from Manchester learned that Nick would be one bastard of a father. Pete from New Britain learned that Nick moonlights as Miss Manners, offering his expert advice on vehicular spewing. Mark from Wallingford learned that Darkside Dave's sexy cohort, the troll, apparently has clean feet. And Greg from North Haven learned that had Nick petitioned for cleanest bathroom state a year ago, he could have had a toilet named after him in the new Connecticut uh, Angelins Landing Project. That's not what he said. He what? said that the Connecticut Quarter would have a toilet on it instead of a charter so road. So retarded. Oh, I misunderstood him. That's a hell of a misunderstanding. <laughs> It was like a different Oops. answer. <laughs> you did good, Jimmy. Did good. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> what are you thinking, Beth? Uh, I like the quarter one, but they were all good. So if you I like something, that's fine. I like Mark from Wallingford. What do you think, Darkside? Oh, wrong person asked. What was Mark Nick, what do you think? The troll. Oh. Mark from Wallingford. Yeah, <laughs> the troll had clean feet. <laughs> she had feet. <laughs> oh, Mark from Wallingford, you're the man. Oh, thank you very much. And you got a prize pack Great. and bragging rights, so hold on a second and we will hook you up. Greg, close, Will, well done. Pete, thank you. It's time to go. All right. Now, you don't want to go anywhere. You just want to keep it locked. Arc Will the Knob to Radio 104 because Will Cow's up next. He's got the old school 104 from noon to 1230. Chaz, well, she's got the 420 Brownie Mix and Stupid Question of the Day plus the stunning repartee <laughs> with Cousin Chris. Uh, is Carlito spelled... No, it's not Carl Shio. It's Carlito. Mm -hmm. The Carlito Show. Which you should know, besides being on tonight, the first annual Boo Bowl has been moved. It didn't happen this past Memorial Day weekend due to rain. It's coming this Saturday, June 2nd. It will be at the Pavilion in Old Lyme. So you want to check it out. And, 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 it's Bitch Slap Thursday. Keep that oh, in mind. How can I forget that? Bitch Slap Thursday. And no, no bitches get slapped. It's basically where you get to get on the phone and say what's ever on your mind. You know, things that you're pissed off at. Sort of a, a verbal bitch slap. 
<laughs> Tomorrow's Donkey Punch Friday. Um, that's on a whole different station. Uh, Fault Line is appearing Saturday, June 2nd at Bobby D's in Waterbury, continuing their unrelenting tour of this is Connecticut. Start time, 9.30 p.m., full light and pyrotechnic show. Exploding costumes, very exciting. There'll be no opening band, by the way, so you get nothing but the best. Fault Line. For more information on Fault Line, go to faultlinekicksass.com. Is that correct, Sean? <laughs> that is correct. Beth, Their we're website. Gonna be, we're going to be close to the talk. I know, sadly. I... Well, A, I don't live there, and B, I've got a thing Saturday night. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Tomorrow on D Side of Radio, <laughs> you want to tune in for sure, because besides the news and D mail and all the wonderful stuff that we do, brand new Nick Lentino, OBGYN. We're going to be talking to Nikki Six from Motley Crue about his about the band's book, The Dirt Entertainment News. Rob Dibble from ESPN Radio calling in. What the hell's going on this weekend? More tick, more. Invitations to give away to D-Day too. Don't want to miss it. Be here tomorrow, bright and early. Stay for the whole show. It's D Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104.